Hello friends and welcome to the Conclave Podcast. I'm the Sandman and joining me today we have the Quipster and BDR. Guys, how are you today? I am excellent. Also joining me today is a man who, if you live in London, you probably well know. Uh, We have Karim. How are you, Karim? I'm all the better for being with you, lovely folks. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you flatter us. <laughs> that, uh, that, that, that is very kind to say. Um, last week we had BDR's origin story, obviously, ladies and gentlemen. And today we're going to delve into the rest of us because we didn't think, we didn't think that was that good. So, <laughs> uh, before we get started though, let's talk about some hobby progress. Um, Quipster, let's start with you. So, um, since, since the last time we did this, I've done kind of a lot and a little. Uh, I've been on, you know how like you go through uh, phases, sometimes you just say, oh, I just want to paint everything. Yeah. Sometimes and it's an Alaris custodian and then sometimes <laughs> it's another Alaris custodian. You know, you know what it's yeah. like. You know that one he made a mistake on, oh, that took him a really long yeah. time. Yeah. Don't even fucking get me started about making mistakes on those stupid custodians, Terminators. My God. There's a reason those took me like two months to paint. What mistakes did you make? Oh. Just just like one model in particular. Or? There's this is one model and it's got, a, you can see it's off. But he hasn't quite noticed it yet. But me yeah, let, if you go to Quipster's Instagram, guys, you you will see uh, kind of we just call it the bad custodian, and uh, yeah, he just fucks it up somehow. You'll, you'll notice it. See, no, it. what you'll see is these dickheads in the comments being like, "Oh, this is a tiny mistake which Quipster can't see," and I'm just like, "I like that Kareem is actually checking your Instagram." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. You, can you see it there? They've all got. A, oh, oh, actually, that's really bad. Yeah, yeah. I hate yeah. you. I hate you all. Okay, I'm retracting. <laughs> I've just retracted my like from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I've just been um, I've been a bit on a bit of a building spree because I'm trying to get my imperial fists sort of up to scratch. And uh, Kareem, this was something we talked about near the beginning of the year. Um, I'm trying to get to zero get gray plastic. Yeah, I'll speak about that in a bit. Oh my god! And I I thought ah easy. I don't actually have that much stuff. Like this will be totally fine. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was it was doable. And then uh, Liam from DCTV gave me a whole bunch of stuff to help me build up the Imperial Fists. And uh, it was, I think I ended up with like 40, 50 more models. Okay. And it's it's been a bit of a slog. That's a nice I think gift. it's something you should still be like, it's a aspiration, not a true goal. So you should still be trying to get there and pacing yourself in such a way that it's maybe feasible. Um, I mean, I also bought the, uh, oh, what's that, the AOS box for the new High Elves. What's that called? Uh, Lumineth. The Lumineth. I bought the Lumineth box Lumineth as well. And obviously Indominus. So, yeah, I'm not doing myself any favors here. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but, I've yeah, I've been on this building spree, and I've built, uh, like, two squads of infiltrators, all sub-assembled, all ready to, like, get painted. Uh, and then on top of that, a squad of incursors. So it's 30 models by itself. And then I've got 11 other characters, and the blade guard, and the, uh, the bikes. So... Yeah, there's, there's a lot there, but it's all finely assembled. Um, the only the only annoying thing I've had is, like, you know how the uh, infiltrators and the incursors have all these, like, belts and pouches and shit? A lot of accessories. Oh, yeah. there's just so much stuff. Um, basically, it's just been me kind of deciding, do I put that on? Like, do I leave it off? Because it's just more stuff to paint. Do you know what I mean? Make sure you play WYSIWYG when you play Alex, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a lot of antennas, though. Which is your yeah. which, which is your favorite? Which is your what are you most excited to paint from like uh, the Indomitus and Shadow Spear? Which which unit do you think excites you the most? That that's a good question because I kind of hate all of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> GW, back to the drawing board, please. Uh, <laughs> well, no, how do just... you not have one in mind? I, f- I know mine straight away. Well, yeah, that was the. Uh, how uh, the how do those Blade Guard not? 
do something for you just deep down. Like, they're <laughs> oh, so good. Oh. It's because, like, I'm looking at them and I'm like, these are the exact opposite reason that I bought Marines for. Like, I have complicated models. They're called custodies. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Whereas the, first, the first, you know, you wanted the, the, first, the first base coast of retributor gold is tough. And then the second base coast of gold is And the wash of right and flesh shade. I actually never do that. Besides, Siege Studios did yours. So that wasn't Don't you even start. People listening to this will believe that. Wait, you don't shade them? No, I do I do shade them. But I always shade my gold with Agrax. Uh, and then I highlight instead of with silver, I highlight with um, uh, the brighter gold, uh, auric armor. Auric armor yeah. okay. uh, so when you, and on top of that, I'll do like a matte varnish. And so it will like really dull it down. So it gives it this sort of weird, like dulled metal quality that basically like not many people have. I think that's one of the reasons like people seem to really like my color schemes especially my imperial fist actually because like people come up to me and they're like oh my god the yellow of your imperial fist is like really cool i'm like it's just contrast with some layers on top mm. and i think it's the matte varnish that really gives it like an edge i can feel like you guys are <laughs> so modest man like, <laughs> people come up to me and they're always like ed you're just so good looking like it just it really hurts oh, my i actually said that to ed as we were walking in and the way he took it in his stride i know he's heard it a lot before um yeah. but when you're going but no, it's just like, you just get used to it thanks. it's just like for example uh will in our in our group said this to me the other day like oh I, I really like this yellow and i was just like oh okay cool because generally speaking yellow is quite a difficult paint to use just because it's so thin and you have to use so many layers but uh yeah I'm, I'm really happy with the way these imperial fists are coming out uh sort of like we were talking that like you were saying like oh which model are you like super excited to paint and i've had this weird thing like i've been in this building spree i've built all these like infiltrators and stuff but i'm getting to the indomitus things the indomitus box and i've been painting the uh, the chaplain so I painted his head, I painted his backpack, and I'm really happy with those. Uh, and I actually started doing the, um, you know, on the parchment on purity seals, they uh, they have the the writing, and some will just get like a black pen or like a really fine brush yeah, and yeah. do the black like lines for the for the script. And at certain points, you know, in really old style books, they'll have like the red square with the the thing the yeah, with yeah, the letter. Yeah. yeah. So I've been doing that on uh, that chaplain's backpack and all the purity seals coming off it. And I thought, yeah, this was really fun. Then when I went to actually paint the main body of the chaplain, I got about halfway and I was just like, I hate this. I, for, I just can't explain why. I love, I love that chaplain because I've noticed this with a few of the primary stuff, which I love. It's a lot like one of the very old sculpts for the chaplain, but obviously primary sized. And that one is most like the firstborn chaplain that i have so I, I was actually really really happy that they with put the, that with the raised crozier <laughs> with the raised yeah. crozier i just yeah, finished yeah. mine earlier oh really yeah that's um, cool i need to do the, the i do a little pen so i need to do that on the, the parchments but that's about what it. uh what pen are you using for that something off amazon it's yeah. like 0. <laughs> 0.1 and i just sharpie yeah sharpie <laughs> for the gold ladies yeah, and gents. Just, uh, little little scribbles and that's it no 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 does that uh, actually work sharpie for gold uh, I've heard I've it thought, does, I've thought, I know for the black and stuff it would work, but I've, I'm, I'm not saying it wouldn't. I'm just curious, would it work for gold? What, what's his face on the independent characters? Carl, event, Carl yeah. Tuttle um, on the ICs, which is a, a small little podcast that you might have heard of. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I know that him and a few other people actually do really rate it. I think Adan as well, maybe. Does he? Well, the thing is, they're, they're all semi-jokingly talking about it. Yeah. So. 
It's difficult to know whether or not they I don't know this is a thing. That's really kind of you guys though, to shout out a podcast like them. Now, now that we're like established. <laughs> helping out the young guys, you know, it's, 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 beautiful. it's beautiful. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's most of my hobby progress. But I'm going to include things I've, start, things I've been reading. Cool. Uh, so what have I read at the moment? So I, I realized the other day, the first ever Warhammer novel that I read was uh, the second Gaunt's Ghost book and it's it's called Ghostmaker and it always like kind of weirded me out that I could read that book and I always knew it was the second one but it always seemed like the first the first one is first and only isn't it exactly and I never understood like what the fir- what could be in the first book because it like the second book has the beginning of well, I, I don't know if you guys know the story of uh, of like Gaunt's Ghosts I assume it's got a ghost in it Ironically, no. The ghosts. Well, <laughs> there's multiple ghosts. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't read Gorn's Ghost. Okay, so basically, it's one of Dan Abnett's first forays into like Warhammer literature. And uh, the premise of the story is there's a, a, a commissar who's a, a colonel commissar in the Astra Militarum. And he gets sent in to uh, help the first founding regiment from a world called Tanith. Uh, so he you know, raises like three regiments and he's their commanding officer and he just gets there and he's like, right, okay, we're going to start by raising these three regiments. Then uh, later on, we're going to raise more regiments. And this is the first time, because uh, you know, every Imperial world gets tithed. Yeah. So this is the first smile time. <laughs> yep, smile and nod. So this is the first time there's been a military tithe from Tanith because it's an agricultural world. Uh, now, as soon as the first regiment from Tanith gets raised and they get start getting put onto the ships to go to a war front Tanith gets destroyed and this isn't really a spoiler because this happens in the first three seconds um and so this this commissar gaunt is his name gets left with this regiment of light infantry and he's like well shit my my career's over like i've left with this this one this single command. Wait, so his, they, his planet's blown up and he's like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, well, no, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's not his planet. <laughs> yeah. He's an officer sent in to help oh, raise right, the regiment. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, he's just like, oh, this, this is kind of a bit of a career ender for me because I'm stuck with these guys. A career in like, the Astrobotarum. And, and the thing is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like, but they can't be reinforced because their home world doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, A, how would people deal with that? And... Like then he goes through like taking from all the different war fronts and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's just like a super interesting story. So which which one did you read? So so far, I'm going through the uh, the the founding omnibus, yep. which is the first, the three, first books. three books. Yeah. So I'm about halfway through Ghostmaker right okay. now. Cool, and it's just so good. Like Dan Abner is just a master at this. And it's kind interesting of stuff. because they originally. Um, some will correct me if I'm wrong, appeared in the Inferno series by Games Workshop, which was in the late 90s, early noughties series of comics, which Games Workshop Did that released. Oh, comics and short stories. It was a serialized uh, magazine. Oh, damn. And that's the, where Gaunt Ghost first appeared um, with Abnett. And it's from that work that things like Vox comes from. Yeah, because Abnett um, back in... Uh, cause sorry, I need to face into the mic more. <laughs> but yeah, like Dan Abnett, when he was first writing the, the original Gaunt's Ghost book, it was like back in 97, 98? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, and so like things that we take for granted now, like Voxcaster, like uh, Promethean, he invented all of these words. He invented the word Promethean? 
for like in the specifically context. Yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> he also Genius. works for the Oxford Dictionary <laughs> yeah yeah literally um, cool wow that's that's some decent hobby progress um, yeah. BDR what about you mate um, I don't know if I'm going to talk for as long as uh, <laughs> as a quipster so um, I what? made a hormigon <laughs> oh yeah so glued one no it's actually I have glued together an ATV Ooh. Uh, and I magnetised it I'm really proud of myself I was going to say how what was it like putting that together it's actually really easy. It's this multi-part kit, and the magnetize it is literally just a gun. So it, it rests, you don't have to change anything else. You can just change because it comes with uh, the shields on both the guns are different. Did you give it the uh, melter gun or the blue shell? <laughs> I'm more of a red shell guy. Uh, <laughs> I had to really think about that. What are you talking about? Do you want to talk about that? On, uh, oh, I, I, th- I think the now. internet is aware. Yeah. <laughs> but that is that model that's going around that's painted oh amazingly. It's really so the best thing I've seen. <laughs> it's just the fact that it's someone, it's someone's taking the piss with it, but it's so well yeah. painted. Imagine that like designer who who was like, oh, the first pictures <laughs> of the model. <laughs> I really hope it's like their first but you could thing. Like, expand <laughs> it. You could get, you could get Waluigi with... Uh, um, is it Wario? And then who else could you do for a third one? Because their squads are free, right? Uh, I'm really yeah. taking this really far, but <laughs> Princess uh, Peach someone's going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Princess Peach and Daisy, maybe Toad as yeah. well. Yeah. Toad and Bowser, Yoshi, <laughs> yeah, Hugh yeah. Bowser, maybe a little Goomba next to him. It'd be cute. Yeah. Yeah. Would you have Bowser as like an orc? Yeah, or a plague marine maybe because you want some size. Oh yeah, uh, or an orc knob. Or like it's a big um, swarm lord. Bloodletter maybe. Or alternatively, if you could try yeah. and convert like the current Gasgo model to be like. Try to like fit inside. <laughs> <laughs> the that will be a struggle. Um. But yeah, that model was really good to put together. I put together the Chaplin bike. I uh, love that. That, that model is, is the really head on it is um, it's, oh, it's the metal mohawk. Yeah, yeah so, so fucking cool. good. Um, that that's what I've, I've painted a squad of assault terminators. Well, start almost finished it. Painted the Dominus Chaplin, uh, and also painted a little Middle Earth Frodo. As a gift for someone. I saw that. I oh, that's saw cool. That. That's cool. Yeah. So they're so small. Like painting, like painting Primaris Marines and going to paint that is ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's the same thing going from Primaris Marines to uh, to Firstborn. Like you don't think the size difference is so massive until you literally until you hold one against the other and you're just like, oh, go lord. I think we're quite lucky yeah. though, because the uh, Firstborns I painted have been Sangrini Guard which are pretty much the same size. Yeah, they're like 2013, aren't they? So they're, that's yeah. scopes. They're not too old. Oh, okay. Mm. And then um, yeah. Death Company as well. But then I feel like they might be a new kit as well. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, sh- I assume they'll have redone them around the same yeah, time. But then at Death yeah. Company, it's just like black and then dry, dry <laughs> brush <laughs> and like a standard grey on it and you're done. <laughs> paint just, a little bit of red bits. Just paint angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just throw it at the wall. Well, wasn't there something you said about uh, how Ed, uh, Sandman to, about painting black the other day? I like something about like for for painters who are at the top tier like competition oh, level, they always right. say like yes well yes this is the thing I, I always say because lots of people if you are like me and are shite at painting <laughs> then um, the problem that you get is that when you ask for painting advice people give painting advice based on their level so top tier painters will often say don't choose black as a color right and that the, the reason because black's quite hard to paint to an incredibly high standard but if you're shit black is very easy to make it look that's all right so 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 I'm like yeah, that. that's that's something that, that, that i would always recommend i found that. painting white really hard oh white yeah. is always hard to paint yeah, yeah white, white, white is and always yellow oh. but what i think the, to go on the thing about black and the reason why um some of the top players don't like painting it is because it's hard to add 
interest to it. You had mm. an interest by introducing contrast to a model and how do you introduce contrast to black? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, as someone who's painted quite a lot of black <laughs> with my shadow keepers, like, you just have to edge highlight the shit out of them. Yeah. And it's such a time-consuming process. Like, it's just a pain in the ass. Well, I learned a lot of wall hipsters, um, to, just tutorials to shout them out with on the, on the contrast paints with the way mm. he does, I think it's the white and blue and then the black on top of it. Mm. That's really good. And I tried doing that with the Chaplin model. Uh, but I think next time I do it, I've, I've definitely learned a lot from just painting it that way. Yes, um, I love his I love his Abaddon, actually. The way he does Black Legion is particularly... He, awesome. how does, he, was, uh, he does turquoise first yeah, as an underpaint and then yeah. he'll do uh, the Black Templar contrast on top of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. All right, we've we, we've licked John. We've we've licked Josh's ass too much on this show. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. let's um, back off. He's also he's also a, like he kicks puppies, guys. Like he's a <laughs> I literally, I've seen him eat a kitten alive. <laughs> it was pretty rough, man. It was my yeah. kitten. Euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's some. Uh, that's yeah. That's some decent progress too. Then. All right. Uh, you can't really let the squad down now, mate. Um. Don't worry. Uh, no. So I've got a, a little. Obviously, since I've been last been on the show. Um, <laughs> Well, I've never been on the show, so I guess I'll talk about all Hobby I've ever done. <laughs> um, so in the past week or so, um, I've just, I'm 95% done on a squad of 30 blood letters. Um, a blood letter bomb. Um, <laughs> Are I, you like an addition late for that? Well, something like, well, I think they're actually making a bit of a resurgence. Um, and we can talk about this in games played, but uh, you need to get obsec troops onto um, the middle objectives in turns two and three having a 3d6 plus one inch charge Ooh, coming on to good. strike and then re-rolling 3d6 plus one yeah that is cool um, with an instrument and banner of blood um so what do you prefer just just playing wise yourself do you prefer playing zangors or do you prefer playing bloodletters um it depends it depends on for example i'm not i'm moving a little bit away from thousand suns just because okay. i think the only viable method for them currently is to play cult of duplicity um, which is the redeploy one. Mm. So the Warlord trait mm. is a redeploy D3 units and Sorceress Facade is their psychic power, which is to jump, essentially. That's really uh, good. It is really solid. And you can, you know, throw a squad of 20 Rubricai up. You can throw mm. a squad of 20, throw 30 Zangles up. Um, but Bloodletters, Zangles are tougher. Um, Bloodletters are a massive glass cannon. Mm. Uh, they're the same points, but Bloodletters can actually get there because Zangles with uh, Gaze of Fate, you've got an eight-inch charge rerolling on one dice. Whereas Bloodletters have a 3d6 plus one inch charge, and if they're in range of a corn character, assuming you have a monocorn detachment, they're re-rolling failed charge rolls, um, which is really Ooh, powerful. So cool. So what? What? Um, I'm just curious. What? What? Uh, what characters do you run in, when you go corn? So typically, uh, so in that list, I was running a um, a Skull Reaver Demon Prince. Oh, cool. So it's a Demon Prince with the Skull Reaver Relic Act, which is flat d6, and it re-rolls wounds against Titanic keyword. Um, so on the charge, it's strength 11, AP minus five, I believe. That's too uh, many. Damage D6. Um, <laughs> so again, too many, you have like three up and vulnerable saves for a laugh. Well, it was first played <laughs> against me by uh, Alex Petford, um, who's a great player. I think he came seventh at LVO this year, last year. Um, and it was in his 144 play bearer list. Jesus Christ. And he coupled it <laughs> with the um, Forbidden Gem. That's the so yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Board control for days, plus um, the Nurgle tree so they can you know, advance and charge. And Does he just like around. hate you? Well, no, this is, this is at a tournament. This is an... Um, okay. uh, he hates the world, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he hates, wasn't there to make hates friends. Hates having fun. <laughs> yeah. No, no. For, for someone with um, 
such a oppressive list. He is the loveliest dude. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he enjoys watching you cry. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, we're just like, who doesn't? Light, that light leaving your eyes when you yeah, see the list. On the slowly table. strangling it out. But um, yeah, Stormfront. She's like, look at. Have you guys watched the boys finale episode? Oh, I've not said, yet. Not yet. Tangents I, are allowed. Apparently, okay. No, no spoilers. Oh. I haven't started it yet. Okay. You knew we were doing it's a podcast. You didn't watch it. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Just the ending scene was. Oh, yeah. All of it's great. Uh, where was I? Blood when Harry Potter stuff. Stuff. That was crazy. <laughs> when Harry Potter turned up. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get more onto the demons tactics in games played, but um, yeah, I, Blood Letters are great. Finished 30 of them. I went for the uh, blend and the power sword, um, the courted blend. So that took a while on 30. Um, are you still yeah. doing the classic red? Like yeah, skin. red skin. Uh, so I actually contrasted the skin, but then dry brushed and then edge highlighted um, just on the face and the neck. Hmm. Um, just to add some a little bit of visual interest to them. So I third ballad is basically done, just need to finish basing. Um if you're part of the Gecko Secret Santa, stop listening now for the next thirty seconds. Cool. Another big project I'm working on uh is a Secret Santa gift, um, which we do every year with just a small group of the geckos, about ten of us, which is my forty K team. And um I am working on a converted Primaris Ancient. Uh, lots of green stuff uh, space wolf um, so th- a big green stuff banner green stuff for cloak um, beard cool. moustache mutton chops you know man wow. so much that's, that's, that's cool so he's still in I'm waiting for the green stuff to cure and then I'm gonna keep on with him what's what's the base model for that uh, the primaris captain which one uh, there the, are the, the boxed one that comes with the stalker bolt rifle or the sword like that the sword like out, mm. out yes. front. The, the head like the you know the fame like the helmets of the hair. Yeah, so you've got the helmet with the sort of the, the Roman the Mohawk. I don't yeah, know what I'm doing. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the Mohawk. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's visual medium. <laughs> is that all three of them right now have got their hands above <laughs> their head. <laughs> 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 no, it's the helmet that's designed to like clean underneath a horse. Yeah, like a brush. Yeah, exactly That sounds so good. And we didn't tell you, but so there is a we do have a tradition here where if you come on the show for the first time you must bring a gift. For each of the three. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so I'll can take I, a blood letter. So mine are these strawberry laces. Um, yeah. uh, so that. The other thing I've started is um, I've got... Do you guys know what a cavissel is? Not at all. No, it's an IKEA guys? letter tray and it's a fucking godsend. Sorry, swearing's allowed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. It's a fucking godsend. <laughs> this is a bitchin' ass piece of... It's great. It's great gear. Bitchin' ass. That is the poshest thing I've ever heard you say. Uh it's a letter tray um, and each of the trays is metal backed it's a sheet um, and with a small thin layer of cork on top so it's essentially a DIY magna case that costs I think it's 20 quid from Ikea and um, oh, sweet. Okay, it nice. fits perfectly in the tabletop tyrant's case it's a bit of a squeeze but if it, so it fits into a shoulder bag that again is 25 quid um, so I you're getting, like getting up and leaving because I spent 200 quid on a actual magna case um so yeah i, I mean in, uh, i was part of a whatsapp group for a while that was called the cavissal lounge um where everyone just gushed about it and um oh, oh wow so yeah you just chuck a magnet on the bottom of your base of uh and you can chuck it in this letter tray and it's we'll, ha- we'll have one of these and uh, the link for this guys in, yeah, the, uh, in the show notes, <laughs> show notes. Um, so yeah i've started magnetizing my hundreds of models because um, oh i want to switch everything to the cavissal yeah um, and go because I've got the old chunky games workshop cases with the two big clasps. 
Oh yeah. Um, but they're a bit of a struggle, especially you look like a massive neek on the tube. I'm, yeah. I'm the same, mate. Like I, 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 I've my first two armies are two very round armies, I, I, which were Tau <laughs> and Space Marines, which were perfect for the GW cases. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Gene Steelers are way too spiky. Oh, so it? spiky. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> opening your case and finding a broken off finger or something <sighs> is gutting. That's exact, the exact problem I had with custodians. It was always like spears and plumes and stuff breaking off. And you're just like, yeah. this is just depressing. It's yeah. heart-wrenching. Especially well, Executioner been... doesn't have any antennas anymore. Yeah, Although exactly. I got, I've got to say, I, com- I completely disagree. I don't know whether it's because I've got a different, slightly different case or whatever, but I completely disagree about the uh, having the, the box on the tube. Because I, w- I always feel like people think I'm like, like a businessman or something, or like a, sorry, a workman or something. Like I do a really like properly man's job. <laughs> they don't know I've just got this a box is the of really, toys. This is a really old school one that's like red or green and it says Warhammer on the front. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like this big. Uh, it's like a, it's like a big suitcase. Yeah, um, yeah those don't make you look cool. <laughs> There's yeah. no way of making that look cool. Yeah, I mean, I've tried, you know, and I, I like to think I pull it off, but. Um, <laughs> You're a stylish man, but even that's got its limits. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the last thing is, uh, I feel like I'm talking a lot, is a 40K. So I play a bunch of RPG games, um, mostly uh, D&D, but I'm also doing a 40K RPG, um, which I've written up homebrew rules for, based mostly off D&D 5th edition. And the party who I did my last campaign with have been reaching out and asking me to do another one. That's um, cool. So I've written some preliminary ideas for them uh, because the, the last session sort of ended with I knew one of the players had to leave because of work commitments and he was a psyker and the party made the choice to not turn him in. Half the party were like, we should kill him now, you know, burn the witch. <laughs> they're, they're all Imperial Guardsmen. And the other two were like, oh no, he's saved us, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's clearly a benevolent witch. Um, <laughs> and it and he got possessed and he was the the boss sort of the of the end of the campaign, which none of the players knew was coming, which was fun. That's cool. Um, Wait, so you decided to play uh, that uh, like a system based on D and D rather than yes, the uh, Wrath and Glory? Faith? Yeah, that's why. So yeah, so I didn't want to do Wrath and Glory partially because of the balance balancing mechanics. I wanted a marine to feel like a marine. Hmm. Um, I don't want a marine to have similar because Wrath and Glory um, tries to equalize the outputs across the party. So mm-hmm. you're, if you have a commissar next to a marine, the commissar will do as much damage as. A, I was going to say, Marine. do you want to explain what Wrath and Glory is? Because not everyone will know. So Wrath and Glory is the current supported Games Workshop role-playing game system. Um, I haven't actually played it, but I've watched bits of it and I've read through the rules. And it's it's it's. It, I can imagine it being quite good, but um, again, it didn't really fit what I wanted. And the old style rules that have Marines being tanks, for example, Dark Heresy, um, there's so many different modifiers to your roles you have to remember and my party had never played any RPGs before um, so I didn't want to force them to learn a big book of rules <laughs> that is awesome I yeah, absolutely really love cool. that that's so cool I've always been interested in D&D from a distance and but never really got into it dude so have you played any D&D yet? I have played D&D yeah D- dude like I, I played one campaign so far and it was uh, with Will who's in our group um, in Battlefield Bermondsey and oh my god, I had so much fun! It was amazing. I don't, I don't know what your experience was. Yeah, no, I, I, I've I've always really liked it. I just um, I think it's just the time thing. Like obviously COVID mm. notwithstanding, I, I always find Warhammer takes up so much of my hobby, and then you have to account for the times of the week I'm just lazy, <laughs> and then work, and then yeah, it's not we much need time, time to yourself. Yeah, mm, yeah, that's sure. that job that we all have to have. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> 
jobs. Yeah. <laughs> once, I, once I win the lottery, though, uh, 100%. I'll be, uh, doing what would time. you do if you won it? Would you buy a Battlefield Bermondsey clubhouse? Oh, ho, ho. I mean, um, technically, <laughs> I would just pay all the clubhouses to keep these guys out. <laughs> <laughs> just have us banned from Bad Moon. Yeah. I'd build my own fortress monastery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I think there is a real incentive if you won it a crap ton of money because we all love the hobby so much to you know like obviously we all know the value of how like basically like having a cafe to curate another one of them maybe in like a different part of london yeah because like like you know if it wasn't for badman cafe like loads of people probably wouldn't play the game because they mm. just wouldn't have access to play the game so uh i think yeah i would definitely want to do something similar to that I like that's um, how your lot's first thought. My first thought was, I'll have all the armies. <laughs> yeah. oh, see, I couldn't ever 27 Bane Blades, please. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> see, like, I couldn't ever do that because, like, my hobby is so is so specific. So, like, because I'm such a, like, narrative player, mm-hmm. like, obviously, all my custodians of names, like, all of my uh, Imperial Fists, um, I'm trying to do the battle company thing, but it's like super difficult at the moment. I think we might talk about that. So Garrett and moved companies outside he's, of that. He's on secondment to the fifth. Okay, he's overseeing them. <laughs> I should say the name bit though. I literally ordered the names for mine yesterday because we, Ed and um, Quips, were talking about it with me yesterday, and I ordered. I think it's like twenty names. Oh, amazing! So. Uh, I Actually, mean, the, the back of the books were quite handy to get some of the names for them, but Blood Angels is just like a Google Saints. So it's yeah. quite, it's quite, it was quite good. Actually, <laughs> I was going to say, talking about this, um, quick shout out to VerstileTerrain.com, who are the guys, uh, who's the guy who uh, makes all of the 3D prints, all of these nameplates, and they're just amazing. Honestly, I think they add like so much to like my personal hobby, if not anyone else's, because you yeah. got a special one recently, didn't you? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I recently um, got them for my jeans to lick hole. It, it is funny. Some people really don't like them. It, it is interesting. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I absolutely love them. Um, I think it's just... Yeah, because you have... Jeans to lick hole is so character-driven like in the yeah. game to play with. So um, yeah, it just kind of makes them feel more... It makes people, but the problem I find is like I end... I just... I don't and like I said like I said in the last uh, time we did this like lo- lots of people don't know Gene Steeler Colt and it doesn't help when I just refer to the characters by my names <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm rerunning ones because of the red and everyone's like what the fuck what, what are you talking about <laughs> what is that <laughs> <laughs> wait which one is the red uh, the red is the Calamorph in my army he's, see uh, even with the actual name I have no idea what that is or what it does he's the cowboy guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I um, love the gunslinger that's a cool model yeah, it is. Uh, him, you... him versus the new Necron cowboy. That, that's what I want to see. The hex mark. The yes. hex mark yeah, yeah, but wouldn't he just dick all over the hex mark? Because I thought the hex mark has just got lots well, of guns, but they're all like one the hex damage. Mark, the hex mark, and this is like, all spec scan got better. The hex mark would be, is going to be absolutely brutal against Gene Cole because really? he, has a, he can move after you deep strike. And then he can oh. just shoot you once you've deep struck. And he's like the Kellamorph in that. If he yeah. scores a hit, he fights again. And his weakness is like low strength, but it's like, Ooh. Uh, and yeah. I don't have any armor so save cool either. So. Oh my god! It's so yeah, he can just pick a unit after I've deep struck and kill it, basically. Which is wait, how does the well, scan get better? I've got the book, and I didn't read it. Well, <laughs> so I guess they took away the minus one, but I guess technically, your um, chapter master won't be as prevalent. So I guess oh, yeah, kind yeah, of okay. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so my hobby progress, I actually had a great week. I made, I built 10 Kalians and I built 10 Katachan guards um, and they all fell 
to the way of the four-armed emperor. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, I, I've never painted a guardsman before, which it, it was really kind of, I don't know, satisfying to paint a guardsman. It felt like it felt like something I, sh- I should have done. I was mm. like, I can't believe I've never painted a guardsman before. And the Cadian models are just so like, uh, they're just obviously so 40K and the Castachan models are just absolutely bonkers yeah. they're just they're just so fun they yeah. just don't make any sense yeah but <laughs> like, like none of their proportions make any sense at all aren't they strength four as well yeah they are so well. they're yeah, strong as a marine <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like some random but then look, looking at the model you know yeah. you kind of you can kind of see that they Literal are rambos. they've been hitting the juice yeah <laughs> Def, yeah the, the death world juice yeah. yeah it's just like because the kits like i remember i was first getting into hobby when katachan's first came out like their poses are just awful mm. Yeah, the, yeah, they're not the most. Yeah, they're, 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 there are issues with them, but it, it is funny though because uh, I think what we're seeing now with Sergeant Ripper and Colonel Power Fist Guy Strachan, <laughs> Colonel Iron Hand Strachan. No, oh, no, 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 Well, Jackson is what everyone's calling him from. Yeah, but, yeah, oh, yeah. His name, Power Fist Guy. Anyway, <laughs> so Colonel, cool. Colonel, like, because with them, I, I suspect, and this is just a, a massive hypothetical. Um, theory of mine is that uh that that is gw testing the waters for potentially doing plastic kits for the old guard regiments mm. we obviously know they are guard are obviously ridiculously important for 40k and there has been a, a big outcry i think it was striking scorpion or someone did a big campaign a year or so ago about getting new guard kits and, and like it's a, it's, a it's a big, big ask for a lot yeah. of the community but i think from gw's point of view it's how much money can we make? And that, that's mean, all they want to know. Yeah. If I'm entirely honest, like this is this is something I've been thinking about for a while now. Like for those kits to replace them, what would you really need other than uh, a heavy weapons team, mm. a command cadre, and a? a but they already uh, do the upgrade kits box. for the marines, right? So like my blood angels, I've bought They're the very upgrade kits. It's very different. Can you though. not just do that for? Well, no, because like yeah, you, yeah, like Acadian yeah. and a Valhallen, and not like a. A, oh, like a cadence yeah. with it's a, not funny just a hat. different head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, and this is something I've I've been actually quite surprised about that they've not done as much is when they come out with these new plastic kits, I will bet money that they'll bring out Tanith as a regiment you can play. There's a there's a bunch of regiments in the law mm. that are like you, you know mm, I'm not sure. You think? I don't think so. Why? Because I don't well because of what Ed just said. They don't mm-hmm. they don't think, oh, you know, we want to satisfy the lawn monkeys out there. Um, we want to make that. Um, is there? Yeah, I think so. Because like, A, I don't know. how cool would those kits look? But also B, they've done it before. Tanith used to be a playable option. Yes, they did. But they only had a single kit. It was, it was a metal kit. Yeah. And they were meant to represent the core characters of the ghosts. For example, you had, I think, uh, a lark no, and no, sniper. There was, no, there was an infantry kit. There was a, because this is back in the day when they had like, ballistas. Uh, and there was a blister. God had ballistas. Yeah, I like it's like the metal with blister the, packs, which is like know that. with so like troop cool. models in it. And annoyingly, it had three in the box. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So, and it was one of the only times I've ever seen that they had. And this was back in the days. So this would have been like two thousand and two. They had a female guardsman in the Tanith kit. Yes, they did. I'm thinking of the same box. I thought they were meant to represent because I know you got Gaunt as well. I thought they were meant to represent the actual. Um, Sorry, now we're just nerding out about Gaunt's ghosts. Oh, I yeah. thought they were meant to represent the actual ghosts. Um, I might be wrong, of course. I, I also may be wrong. But um, <laughs> yeah, but that's I, I'm not sure how much demand there is for it because 
Uh, I think obviously your Katachans and Kadians would sell by the mm. bucket load, and I think you are right. And stuff like that, I, I'd buy. Yeah. It. If they yeah. did, if they did the a Victorian guard, I'd mm. buy that straight away because that's what I want yeah, to do. I, yeah, I suspect. I suspect they'll, 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 they probably have more data than we think. I suspect mm. they do know which things will sell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say like the one I am not that fussed about them updating is the Katachan range, and the only reason for that is because I like that they're just ridiculous. I just think they're <laughs> really fun. Uh, but I, I will buy one of each when they come out because my thing I just want to have uh, a Brood Brothers version of every single regiment eventually um, I think that's, just be really, really fun. that's such a so cool idea yeah. I love that and the, the fluff would just be they're just nuts and they just <laughs> actually each each squad just actually thinks that they're part of <laughs> that regiment that's, uh, yeah, that's that's such a good call yeah like I genuinely like I cannot tell you how much I love the fluff behind your Gene Steeler cults yeah would you farm them up the uh well so i, I did the, i did the bases this week so i i've actually kind of cause i also wanted them to be a little bit separate so i've actually base wise they kind of are half on the farming half on the because the, well, the rest of my genes and the cults um are on like it looks like plowed fields fields um which is you know what plowed fields looks like don't know why i'm explaining that um <laughs> and then so they, they look like they're half on that and then half of them is on like a path that goes down the uh yeah down down the um the farm and they're called they're called the fdf so they're going to be the farm defense force. Oh, so I'm going so to do cool. I'm going to do tattoos on the Katachan, and then obviously the Cadians have got their. Yeah, so something I found out is yeah. if you need a um, a hay bale made <laughs> uh, and a miniature version <laughs> in a miniature scale, the Sandman is your man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah that that was. Can you just make sandbags. <laughs> really forgot your name. <laughs> Wait, that reminds me. Did you did you finish Spud? Spud is uh, nearly finished. Um, <laughs> is that the nearly, what we're calling I, the Patreon? I, I was waiting on more basing materials that actually arrived today. So uh, you yeah. played a game with him now, haven't you? I played a game. How did he do? He oh, died, he died oh, turn no, two. No. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he died. Wait, but, for, for new listeners, do you want to explain who Spud is? Well, yes, yeah, Spud, Spud is my. Uh, I have two patriarchs, and one of them uh, is inadequate in, in his duties, and. Yeah, I mean, he died turn two. He's he's, he's, that, he's that kind of leader. Um, he's just a bit hopeless. And Lord Avery is kind of sick of his shit. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of, uh, it's creating a bit of a rift, I think, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, I, he, yeah, he, he, he tried. He, he tried. And then he actually, you know, he, 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 saw that, he saw that the Raptors had gotten a bit too close. And he was like, well, they need to die. So he took, rid of the, he took care of them. But then a bunch of corn berserkers... That's a very rude. Yeah, they, they kind of. They, 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 yeah, they. I mean, not. They did what corn berserkers do. I tell you that. Yeah, not lots of eyes <laughs> against corn berserkers. Cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, as a good segue there. So, should we move on to uh, kind of games played? Um, has anybody played any games recently? Oh, well, it's funny start. you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, me and uh, Reza are in the uh, the Bad Moon League. Um, for those people who are out there who, who don't know what it is, basically uh, Bad Moon Cafe is a um, board game cafe in London and they have a league uh, based on, I think it's 20 pods, uh, something like that. Yeah, in and a, in a around that. Might yeah. be a little bit less now because of the COVID. The yeah, I think it's in the teens. Yeah. So yeah, based on pods and there's uh, about six or seven guys per pod and uh, Reza happens to be in my pod. Yeah. So Which, which pod is that? Uh, pod, pod nine, nine? Yeah. yeah weirdly I, last season I won my pod didn't lose a game <laughs> and I'm on a pod two level, two divisions lower so it's just really <laughs> sense. but anyway I think more people joined yeah yeah. there's like a hundred and something people in that in the league now it varies with competitiveness though yeah I think yeah. at the top it's so, it's so weird because like at the top end 
it's like we are the best 40k player <laughs> in cruise wave like, no I'm, I'm kidding it was ironic wave <laughs> yeah but i don't know well, you you're, are, yeah, you're you're very good that's sweet of you to say um we need a game i didn't hear that mm. i thought you were shit mate. <laughs> <laughs> um no i do all right i think i, I finished fourth for heretic astartes in the itc ladder last year for europe and i think i'm all right yeah no no that's europe so then like what like <laughs> america with americans in light around yeah but yeah. Like, europe's a big place man yeah true no um well, 10 10 in, that would be 10 in a world then with america yeah i think it was 10 11 um yeah sorry yeah back into mike yeah um but again you get prizes just for showing up with heretic astartes in eighth up until like, possessed yeah. bomb so i will <laughs> say you guys had it uh, had it a little bit tough yeah but um yeah sort of yeah uh anyway back to back to games played yeah, so we, we had <laughs> we had our we had our pod game yesterday and uh i'm i'm looking at the list and i'm thinking like oh this this is going to be this is going to be very interesting because Reza, you took uh was, was so your list? I'll, I'll say I, I, learning with well i guess we both bought a list we thought of fun but we played it kind of competitively i think we played very competitively yeah. both of us but so i my, my list was i had the indomitus captain indomitus lieutenant um that's how i said lieutenant guys mm. um and a librarian primary librarian and then um i've had like 25 assault intercessors one squad of incursors two of the uh bike squads five blade guard because i quite haven't got my 15 yet i thought you took six no i took a blade guard veteran no the banner guy oh, the banner guy, of course. Banner guy. i had a, a apothecary which was really good a judicia um some sanguine guard which actually were the biggest flop in my list to be honest you think uh well they came in uh waved at your uh <laughs> captain that my lieutenant killed yeah um and didn't really do much else it was they got such... me some engage points but yeah, um that's true uh, but the Pothecary, so uh, the Pothecary is amazing. The, the Pothecary was horrendous. Yeah, just like. brought back units for, for models <laughs> for fun. And uh, the Judicia, obviously, well, mm. we'll, uh, we actually talk about how it happened in the game. So um, Alex beat me by a point, but it was really, really close. So close. Uh, and then I think the big turning point, so he, Alex has this, uh, well, if you've seen his Terminators, he's got a big bomb of, was it eight Terminators? Yeah, so this time I took eight in the list because I took the Vindicar as well. And so like, you just don't take the one that's badly painted, is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that see, was there. See, ironically, <laughs> like there is actually one that's badly painted. It's just not the one you guys have pointed out. <laughs> but like, So there's two then. These cunts aside. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so I had to drop one of the Terminators to bring in the... Um, the Vindicar assassin and I take him because he's he's fun and I like him basically not because he's a competitive choice um however Reza brought six seven characters I bought there yeah, too many so many yeah. characters so yeah I like I just like I got the idea of all the buffs in the world so like I had might of heroes going off the the psychic fortress which is a five up mortal wound shield no no it's, no, it's, um, it's the, the vulnerable, vulnerable yeah, save now one, yeah. just, that's really good I had mm. that then the Judicia, which I just, I just, my favorite model. So, so. When, it, when we talk about the Judicia, like that was my biggest mistake in the game. So, one thing I, I've. Did you point at someone very angrily? Don't even <laughs> I had to spend free CP to do it because stupidly I told Alex not to do something. And then he moves his models, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to spend CPT, CP to six inch heroically intervene. So then mm -hmm. I can point at you and go, you're not fighting. And then that, my blade guard went manual. That was such a big turning point for that the game. That does make us, he's, he's lost a lot of utility, but I guess that makes him much, much more useful as Blood Angels. That's your action. 
yeah European yeah team. but i mean it, it, so we'll probably get onto the index but mm. i mean it, I, that one stratagem we kept is a good stratagem it's not free cp though because it's one mod well one unit no. one model heroically intervening six inches that which, to me it sounds like a one or two CP on the judicia though that's arguably worse. yeah it's good yeah. but then it wouldn't need it if they kept the judicia at six inches um because i i don't i mean six inches obscene yeah, yeah, yeah but it's, it's yeah. one it's one because like the i want nurgle, all my toys <laughs> yeah well nurgle get that guy who the smelly guy right? yeah i think but that will i think that will change the yeah that's a... but so then uh, basically i did the you fight last and then my blade guard took out what five of your terminators well let's let's take it back a bit uh so basically about i think it was turn two um one of the big decisions i always have to make with a big bully unit of uh, our terminators is where are they going to go because where they drop on the board is the turning point for me in the game. Because if I misdeploy them in any way, I've lost. Full stop. Because that's eight models that are worth 630 points by themselves. So I decided to uh, use the Vixilla. That's problems, isn't it, guys? Like, oh. it, it literally, literally. <laughs> they that's an unkillable ball of death. And they got 15 points. put it right in the middle but of their armies. But this is the thing. <laughs> they, they weren't unkillable. Because basically what happened was I used the Vixilla teleport homer which is a uh, three CP strat for custodies, which is essentially- For free, you used it, by the way. I, I did use it for free because that's Trajan Valorius' ability. Once like, per game. Yep, Brutal. once per game, your next strat's is free. Not, is that not capped at one now, though? It's once per game. No, yeah. is, is it not capped at one CP? No, no. Did you the, tell the me match, he won by one point by cheating? <laughs> the, the match play rules, it's like the Harlequins, the Harlequins um, relic. Yeah. They, the match play rules now override anything that says you get more than one cp back where's the oh, no, 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 this no, isn't you get it back this is the next strat is free is zero so yeah basically i was able to use that to use this three cp strat and it's unbelievably powerful well then what you did next with it was even worse because because you did that yeah so ba oh, so i with custodians you can do a couple of things with strats that are horrendous so basically i dropped eight alaris terminators uh, within wholly within six inches of the banner guy that I had, but within four of any enemy unit. And then I spent two more strats. One was to double the shooting from the Terminators, which means there's eight of them rapid firing with damage two weapons, doubling that. And they've got grenade launchers on top. And there's another strat on top of that, which is you can just, I think it's one or two CP. You just put on the Terminators and they go, right, now they can just target any character. Yes, and I. Yes, this is <laughs> it's horrendous. So he yes, earned fifteen victory points and assassinate. <laughs> I, I immediately in one killed, turn, basically. In one turn, I brought down the Terminators and killed four characters immediately. Yeah, he killed. Yeah. Brutal. It was yeah, unreal. He killed. The only thing he left alive was the Judicia, to be honest. And that was my mistake. Yeah. Because I, I had thought that the bat, the um, that what's the ancient. So like, Blade yeah. Guard Ancient was the the one I should have been really gunning for, but yeah. it wasn't because I didn't quite understand how the, the powers worked. And yeah, left the Judicia, the Judicia there. And then the Blade Guard fought first and wiped out half the squad of Alaris Terminators. It was, I was so happy. They're I, my favorite models. Like, literally, I'm <laughs> looking the at this. They are so I'm, good. I'm looking at it, I'm just like, this. Yeah. how has this happened? Luckily, like, I, I had the captain it. to give the, because they're core, so get re-rolled. That was something that was really, because the first time playing the new codex, it was re-rolling the ones. Mm. Uh, they just yeah they just went through it and then the, my redemptor came in and finished it off next finished them off next turn like yeah bopping them on absolutely head. battered the terminators but, yeah. in a way that's basically you know, never it happened a, it was a really close game one point in it i'm quite happy with a new like no like new codex i've lost <laughs> half my stratagems and stuff so yeah it's quite yeah. if i played them as white scars 
you'd have like, won yeah it would have been 100 percent. you would have won but then i wouldn't know what i was doing at all <laughs> so um, but this is the thing like and we'll, we'll probably go into this later like you're a very good player now like you think strategically and you know basically the ins and outs of your army stop it <laughs> but it's true <laughs> and like this is this is something I think is quite <laughs> quite prevalent in in London because like it's easy to find games here, mm. so you do end up playing a lot of games, especially with us because we've we're in Battlefield Bermondsey, we're in the league, we've got Bad Moon, we've got the London Wargaming Guild. Like, if any of us wanted to, we could play like twenty games a week. Well, it's weird to think because I've been in a hobby exactly a year. Mm. Played my first tournament of uh, was Fun and Fluff probably almost a year ago, yeah, and that was my third game of Warhammer ever, and then now I've played three tournaments now competed in two of the badminton leagues and just had loads of friendly games in between mm. so i god knows how many games i've played and how much money i've spent on the hobby well, year. <laughs> probably best one to think not enough <laughs> <laughs> more to come mm. but that, that was the the game i've got another game tomorrow which i'm playing gene steeler colt nice. which i need to really mm. think about i'm going to change my list up a, 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 um at all i'll, I'll probably bring less characters because it's just it brings that many characters it's like assassinate just, such yeah. an easy choice you just give away the secondary. Yeah, so mm. I'll, I'll probably change that. But overall, I, I, I liked I liked the the kind of style of list it's going with, and I keep going just playing Blood Angels because if a month or two a supplement comes out, I want to be in a place where when that supplement comes out, I kind of have a good grounding. Mm. Well, you were saying you were thinking about kind of going pure Blood Angels, weren't you? And then kind of maybe repainting some of your yeah. So I mean, so I've got two armies at the moment, which are Ultramarines and the Blood Angel. Well, my custom chapter, which I've mainly played Blood Angels. Um, but just thinking with a, a money head on, there's what's the point of having two chapters? I might as well just strip half of them and then play all of them as a custom, custom chapter. So just mm. strip my Ultramarines. Because I want to play Ultramarines as them. There's nothing stopping me. And even though it might not be fluffy for some people's eyes, but I mean, I'm not made of money. So, and I don't want to have to buy like two Repulse Executioners if I want to have one for each army. That's a bad mm. example because I wouldn't use a Repulse Executioner for my Blood Angels, but Would you I want to have that option. Or a Redemptor, so. Yeah. Or a Redemptor, say. No, I, did. I used a Redemptor yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah, but as in, you don't want to buy multiple Redemptors. If yeah, you want to or, run. or yeah. Um, yeah, loads of ATVs. Or... I wasn't thinking about buying three Redemptors. God, what? Who would do that? <laughs> well, I have four Victor Warsuits now, if I was to do that. Because I had two for my Ultramarines, and now I'm going to have two for my Blood Angels. That is a lot of Invictor Warsuits. Well, you only ever bring three, so it's just I'm in an awkward yeah. position. But then again, if I, if I was to restart the hobby again, I would have done that. I would have just made one chapter, and then I would have learned that you could play them as basically whatever you want to play just them quarter as. quarter the scheme. Quarter Blood Angels and quarter <laughs> Ultramarines. Yeah. But that's that's what's something I'm thinking of doing just because also I, I like having my own fluff around the mm. like what you've done with your Gene Steeler cult. So. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. It kind of, it is, is it, that's interesting how people do the hobby in different ways, isn't it? Because some people are all about that my guy mentality and they just want, I want my guy, my story and, and that's, what is going to feed my drive in the hobby and then some people are like i want like not just like i want the fourth company of the ultramarines yeah, the, like, metic <laughs> the meticulous <laughs> recreations yeah, yeah. and, it's, exactly like, and it's like so why has why have you got a power mall and a, pl and a plasma pistol because he has a power mall and a plasma pistol that is exactly <laughs> that is exactly what he has big respect for yeah. that it's that's yeah it's yeah, really cool for sure if any of you but. listeners are that kind of person please message me because i would love to be your friend um, <laughs> that's yeah. so well awesome. if they're going yeah. to message you it's where just, are they going to message you uh the sandman hobby yeah on instagram nice with the spud and a new drawing <laughs> <laughs> of you as a, a uh yes oh yeah we've got a yeah we've got a shout out your, your bro yeah. yeah so he's currently working through painting the the host of this podcast as um well as models from their army so i'm painted as a uh, assault intercessor 
not painted. Which took him Andrew, like, Andrew took him like a day. Took him like a day. Yeah, it took yeah. him a day. And I think he him. hates me now. <laughs> well, it took mine one a day. It took you a couple days yes. for your... What, what is it? It's a, it's a Patriot. A Patriot with your face on it. <laughs> and then he's currently working on Adams as a, a librarian. And it does look as terrifying as you imagine it to be, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So, it's the tongue that gets me. Yeah. That, that's actually... Cool. That is based off me. That's not the Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's, that's cool. Women love me. <laughs> <laughs> well, woman loves you. <laughs> um, yeah. No? Yeah. We've got a real massive, like, segue. But yeah. So that was that was our game we played. How yeah. about, have you played any game recently, Kareem? Uh, well, was that the only game you played, Alex? Because you guys I mean, were sort of mixing that one. Yeah, basically. Because I've, I've just been on this hobby spree for the last couple of weeks. It's literally the last. And in, our, in our pod WhatsApp group, I've had a couple of the other guys like blasting me, just like, oh, I need a game, I need a game. And I've just been quietly ignoring them. That's not <laughs> very nice. Yeah. Oh, well, currently two wins, two losses overall. So I've got my last game tomorrow. Mm, um, that's pretty good going. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm reasonably happy. I mean, the, the one, I lost a game against the Dark Angels player where I just played stupidly. Was that against Rob? Was that against, yeah. Also, was that against new Dark Angels or old Dark Angels? Old Dark Angels. Mm. But I just, I, I had just played the Badman Rumble and I lost every game. So I went to the oh, next yeah. day thinking, ah, oh. and then I just, yeah, wasn't thinking and then decided to go first, moved all my stuff out when he had nothing I could shoot at. And then he just moved out second turn and shot everything. And I was like, ah, oh, mommy's dead pretty much almost tabled me turn one and then just to get any points on the board uh, surviving as long as i did was an achievement I forgot bear in mind though rob jeffs is a phenomenal player yeah very good player then i've lost against you and then the other two i've won is against an eldar and uh, tyranids to be honest though i'd be intrigued to take the same list against you when your codex comes out that would be very interesting to do. I'd I'd be very intrigued to see the same list once your codex comes out and they balance some of the stupid shit custodies have. <laughs> well, yeah, that's something I mean, we should actually talk about. The fact that I had a minus one chainsword that was still having you doing uh, true up saves. Yeah, because... It's, it's just blowing my mind a little well, it's, bit. It's like the, those, so, the stacking of those stratagems well, no, no, and everything not. that prevents damage for those terminators is, is not something the rules designers thought about. Well, actually, to be fair... That, that was just a normal that, troop. That specific... Uh, no, no, the terminators. So for the strat that uh, Sandman is talking about for the LRS terminators is there's a, a one or two CB strat for custodies um, that came out with uh, Psychic Awakening. That's... That means AP minus one and AP minus two count as AP zero for the terminus. Oh, you it's... tried to use that, but luckily I had power swords. Yeah, so it's minus five, and <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh wow, that's just fucking minus great. Minus four at that point. I yeah, think. but uh, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> only minus four. Just someone, yeah. so, someone will be like, you cheated. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but I think obviously yeah. three opinions are on the way out. Um, Transhuman yeah. is being limited as we've done outside of Dark Angels. Mm. Um, and the stacking of the ca uh, character sniping stratagems, it just doesn't make any sense for Custodes to be the best character snipers in the game. And yeah. it massively ruins a game when that happens. So once those go, Custodes will be a hell of a different army to play. Yeah, I think, um, to be honest, and this is something uh, you've said previously, like, I disagree with you. <laughs> Basically, what you, you said. Did I play Custodes? Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Sandman, previously you've said, uh, like, oh, Custodes are a boring army to play. Yes, that's I true. Fundamentally disagree. And I was thinking, I, I said this, I'm not biased. So, for example, if you wanted to say Tower are boring army in 8th edition, 100% agree with you. And I think Deathwing, as good as they are, are pretty boring now. But like, that's a surprise. I mean, they are boring, but there's, like, there's, no, there's, no, there're no decision making in what you know what you play them. Mm. Like, you're just like, oh, I'm gonna bring yeah. down all these Deathwing Terminators and a banner, and it's like, okay, now they're basically impossible to kill. 
that's cool. like there's no like you said like you're, you're, mm. you 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 in your description of your game against rich mm. you went i had to make an incredibly difficult decision guys i had to decide <laughs> where to bring down my eight terminators yeah. like like play play as, as chaos or play as blood angels the amount of decisions you have to make is just it's just higher it's just way more it's like it's it's exactly the same with knights you just don't have to make the decisions with knights um well and that's um that's what a lot of people say you should try and force your opponent to do try and force them to make difficult decisions mm -hmm. like try and you know move your units in such a way that they can't charge two key targets with one of their alpha units mm -hmm. um, and they've got to make those decisions um i mean the, the one thing i will say is the ability to drop down and immediately kill four characters in the same turn of shooting Savage. is unbelievable yeah. yeah like i i don't know if there's another army in the game that has the capability of doing that but saying that, i think we both played that game we both making like i tied up your bikes the whole game you didn't you, literally they, they didn't they move did from where move. they deployed yeah. but then Which, uh, they wait, didn't so you hit them turn one no so he don't no, so his um mm. he had a squad of three i don't know what you call them three, uh, the three bike, hover yeah, bikes yeah um and i don't know how i managed to attack them first turn uh, it's because you got first turn. You deployed on the line, and it's only twelve inches. So you made the charge. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Karim raises kind of the, the key point for me, which is like the problem, and it kind of leads onto this is this idea that the problem. This is the problem custodians have because when they go against an army hmm. like Harlequins, or they go against an army like White Scars, something that can really force them to make the decisions. Custodians just don't have the ability to adapt, and and, and I love custodians. They right? lose. Like you, I are, agree. you and I, I talk so much about training, and this is why because the custodians are ridiculously prevalent in 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 the meta at the moment, as it were, but uh, as it exists. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but like the the problem is just I don't get why they. Why they make custodies so bland? Like they just pay like bigger, more powerful space marines. Like, yeah. like for example, the central. Th I remember you and Liam talked about this when mm -hmm. when you played once, and I thought I just I, as soon as you guys said it, it really resonated with me because I because I love custodies. I genuinely, mm -hmm. no one can read Master of Mankind and not love custodies. Right, yeah. So like, you, like t the central thing of custodies is how they all fight as individual units, and if you did that. For twenty models, it would be fine. It would be absolutely fine, and you can make you can make them interesting and give them different stats and different abilities and make it complicated. Make them an army unlike anything. Don't just make them hit on twos. No, be, if each yeah. one was basically an HQ, but had the mm. variation you'd see in an HQ. Yeah. Um, so one is very nippy. One, it, well, well, yeah, essentially, exactly. Like and mini knights, and it would work. Yeah, just make them more characters. Only, that'd be so cool. There's only like mm. there's only eighteen models on the board, and yeah. a few of them are tanks and characters. Yeah. So that that happens mm. anyway. Um, I, I just think, and, and this is the thing, because it works before you against you. So this is why I don't like custodies. It's not that, that I think they're the best army in the game. I really don't th think that. But it's because against some armies, against the below tier, they they struggle, and they don't just struggle because the maths is so against you, and you just can't you just can't do the damage unless you roll a crap ton of ones and twos. And then against the high tier armies. The custodies players really, really struggle because mm. all of a sudden they, they just can't adapt to. Well, yeah, uh, and that's yeah. why. In, General the ball the, control. Well, yeah. the meta custodies, as you see, I mean, I think the last custodies I saw that placed in the top four featured an Ares gunship and two Caladiuses. Really? Like if you, if you yeah. do Unleash the Lions or something, I'm like, fair play. That's yeah. a cool <laughs> list. <laughs> that's cool. This so, doesn't oh, extend, so, extend to those lists. Like, that's awesome. But this is the thing. Sure. The Unleash the Alliance is kind of the point. Like everybody wants to do that because it's so awesome. Just make it so that is a thing. So for anyone who out there who doesn't know, uh, Unleash the Alliance is a strat for uh, Custodes Terminators, whereby um, if you put it on the on a Terminator squad, each individual model counts as a new unit, counts as a unit, so they can all move in individual directions and stuff and do so their own good. thing. 
it's amazing. I've used it once and it was hilarious. And they're all obsec and it's so cool. Wait, so you <laughs> would have eight Terminators individual? Yeah. 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 Each yeah. one's an individual unit. That's Just so going fucking cool. off. Yeah. Kicking ass, taking names. I mean, and so you named good. all of them as well. They're so all that's, names. Even, that's even cooler. So actually going back to our game really quickly, um, the fact that their names turned out to be a really cool thing because number one, my bikes did nothing, but they killed what? 10 intercessors by themselves. Yeah. And then I had two guys in, on an objective, uh, originally three, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to get them on that objective and then I'm going to like support them later. Didn't have the manpower to send any support over to those two guys over on um, on the flank who were on this objective. And they just fucking stood there on this objective murdering Astartes. They killed like 15 Astartes yeah, by the end? Yeah, killed 10 assault intercessors and, well, three bikes, uh, effectively. But then again, that's also the point where minus one chainswords with a thousand attacks, which wasn't enough. Yeah, because um, the shield, the way it works with custodies at the moment, as far <laughs> as I'm aware, is horrendous because it's the shield grants you a plus one to your save and also a four up and vulnerable save. Custodies on top of that also have a rule whereby if you're battleforged, you get plus one to your invulnerable save, which means you have a three up and vulnerable save and plus one to your save. Yeah, it was so brutal. They have a one-up, three-up with ones always failing. Basically. Exactly. Um, and yeah. did, he didn't roll enough ones. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I'll be honest, I just hate three-ups generally. I, mm. I really don't like them in the game. I, and neither do the playtesters or GW apparently because they're, <laughs> they're all on the way out. But yeah, uh, yeah and I, I'm very glad to see the back of that. So are there, are there no instances of three-ups anymore in the Necron Codex or so the Space Gilliman has it. Gilliman. Yeah. Which uh, makes sense. I Bobby that. G. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. this is the thing. Like they actually there's might update a, that because that's just in his codex. Yeah. And they just didn't FAQ that. That might yeah. even change. But we, there's a relic also which allows someone to have it oh, yeah. once during yeah. a turn. Like a phase. One yeah. phase. You I, I don't mind Bobby G having it. Yeah. I don't mind. Well this is the thing. I'm all right with Bobby G. I'm all right with Trajan. And I'm all right Eldrad, he can fucking have one. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> doesn't have that thing where you can only take some outmans a turn. So I think yeah. you're not going to have no, that. It balances then have out. to free up, yeah. say, a uh, invulnerable save. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. We've and, got a massive tank. And there are ways of stripping <laughs> in bonds, like, you know, when everyone was running Smash Captains through the second half of 8th edition. I, most Chaos players I knew didn't leave home without Ahriman and Death X in their back yeah, pocket. They're quite rare powers, though. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I mean, I mean, it depends on the meta, I guess. But uh, um, Null Zone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's the other but thing. Nozzle but Nozzle delivery is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. difficult. I've only, actually, to be fair, it's only ever worked for me once and it was, I, I managed a Nozzle Magnus managed to not deny it and then I just laughed as all my aggressors just went, brap, <laughs> <laughs> and annihilated him. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, so games. Um, I, I've also played one game recently. Um, I played uh, against Chaos, actually, and it was against an army that I think is awesome, which is uh, the Creations of Bile which is Ooh. just so cool which I also really like now um, he didn't have them in his list and, and I guess they'll be better once they're tuned but I imagine um, Warp Talons because you know I guess a lot of people have been saying well, we might be getting into the age of the Lightning Claw in ninth edition <laughs> and I Wait. guess when you, make, when you make things strength 5 that's got to really help so the Lightning Claw for those of you who aren't familiar uh, the, the rule for it is um, it has it's damage 1 it's AP minus 2 I think yeah. and it rerolls wounds um, and if you take 2 you get an extra attack and warp talents get them in, um, in built part of the model. I think the way it's worded now, I don't know. Um, tabletop science is talking about it. you might get two extra attacks because I think it's per like if you have a claw, you get an extra attack. It, lo it looks like it's, it says it says warp it says three. Well, for um, um, Vanguard veterans, they're particularly cheap, aren't they? They're three. Yeah, points. I'm, I'm but it does just say it just does just say lightning claw. Lightning claw, you get yeah. an attack. So if you have two, 
I mean, oh, only, oh, yeah. that's what, oh, that's what the that's way, yeah. oh, so that's all, that's, yeah, I guess it might I be the way you've read it in the new Marine Codex. That's what I've seen people say what Richard's saying, yeah. Um, but I haven't looked into it because you'd have like oh, five attacks on the charge. We want the codex to throw it over to me, yeah. It's like Vanguard Vex or something. So I've been thinking of running because they're cheap, run them as like a missile. I mean, imagine I don't know, I don't even know if Def Combi can take Lightning Claws because that even gets even crazier. But like, so they have two attacks base Vanguard Vets, then. Two attacks for the lightning claws so, and then pack on the charge. Once you get instead of getting to strength five, like with fat the creations above, you get plus one strength and movement. I think that becomes super exciting. Yeah, that comes really interesting. Quite quickly. Is it under the melee? Is it under the melee weapon list? Because I'm on the Vanguard shooter, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Ah. So yeah, keep talking. Talking about uh your games played. So it was So yeah, sorry. So I, I played yeah, I played against Creations of Bile, um, which is a really cool list. And it was a lot of MSU. So it had a load of corn berserkers yeah. and a load of uh, uh, yep. Chaos Space Marines and some right. Chosen and uh, yeah then Fabius Bauer himself obviously you have to take him and then a uh, Lord Discordant and yeah uh, uh, yeah a, a bunch of other, other stuff and I, and I took I took the cult was this James Hussain by any chance it was yeah yeah cool I thought yeah. it was I just recognised the list yeah, yeah it was uh, I think it's kind of a new list for him actually as, as well I think he's yeah, mixed it up it is um, and it, it was yeah it was interesting it was a it was a funny one I kind of I kind of felt this I kind of tell, I love myself here because I've been people have been telling me for ages like every game I've played that like you want to go second um, uh, sorry you, you want to go second versus Gene Steeler Cult because you lose your first turn and so this was kind of ingrained in my, ingrained in my brain and then but this is the thing every other game I've played I've lost the roll off and so people have given me first turn and I've gotten quite quite comfortable with it. And I quite like having first turn. So then I played against him. And it was also the, uh, it's the it was the first kind of assault-based army I played. The other games were like Marines kind of admech. They were pretty, pretty gun-liney. And so I got, I got, I, I won the roll off. And I was like, I also really want to just shoot stuff for two turns before, before, uh, um, before he can he can hit me. So I finally had the chance to go second. <laughs> I threw it away. Um, so I, I did take that, and yeah, I, I did pretty well. I had a really really strong first turn. I just killed a squad of cultists, which were like nineteen strong. I um, killed a rhino and the Lord Discordant, um, and then he, he hit me back. That's a great first turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. and then uh, he hit me back as well with heart pretty hard so he killed two rock grinders and then like a squad of acolytes and then in my and then we traded turn two where like i was like well screw it and so i just threw these acolytes up and they they brought me fabius bile's head and then he went well <laughs> fuck this and then he threw a bob of corn berserkers at me and then he killed spud <laughs> not, no, spud. not spud r.i.p <laughs> <laughs> spud and uh yes and then after spud died um yeah, I, I, we also, he had a huge blob of Terminators as well with Deep Striking, and I obviously had a load of um, Genes to the Cult's Deep Striking. So turn two, um, there was actually pretty much nowhere for either of us to Deep Strike and kind of do decent damage. So then everything kind of held back till, till turn three, um, at which point I think I'd, just ki I'd killed enough, and I'd also killed enough, but also he still didn't really have a particular great place to Deep Strike. So the Terminators came down and they just, blew the shit out of a Kelomorph, I think is, is what they did. <laughs> Wait, so you had what, like eight, nine Terminators come down and kill, just all target one character? Uh, I think, like, I think they shot him and then I think they did kill one other thing as well. Like, there's one thing in combat, one thing shooting. Mm. Um, I can't remember um, what, what it was, but yeah, but then obviously, then my, yeah, my Sanctus, um, Craig, 
he uh, he, he went in. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he went in and just. But yeah, he, t- yeah, he did well. He did well against Tamex. He was like, actually doing a game. So Craig's going to do this. I'd be like looking around the table going, who's Craig? Well, te- <laughs> te- te- technically, it's Craig and Big Mike. Because Big Mike, he's, he, has a li- he has a little dude. The little dude on his back. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh. Wait, so what, what, is, what does the Sanctus do? Because I don't know anything about Sanctus, it. So the Sanctus does two. Be very irritating <laughs> if you have psychers. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a story you'll, you'll love, Krim. Um, so, the first, so I played against um, my friend AJ. And it was quite funny. So me and AJ, we, we, we are we give each other quite a lot of comments when we play we like to play that and we'll be like you know we'll talk about the game quite a lot afterwards and i remember one of the things that for the first couple of turns i kind of noted down on my phone was he's playing a bit cagey environment sorry his list was death guard um with a thousand suns um uh, detachment. well well not anymore (laughs) (laughs) patrol now (laughs) Uh, and and he had he had mortarian so it was for the warp time god i hate mortarian and uh so yeah, and he played really cagey with Aramon. I was like, oh, you know, Aramon's pretty, he's a pretty big deal. I, I would want that, and he's pretty good combat. He's, you know, good psychic support. I'd probably want him out. So I was like, you know, I, I wrote down, play less cagey with Aramon. And then turn three, he came out, and my Sanctus one-shotted him. Oh, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> oh, and and it caused him to perils. Yeah, yeah, which is statistically very uh, unlikely, to, to be fair. But uh, so yeah. You, so you write feedback for him? Well, we just kind of like, look, I'll just make notes on my phone or whatever. Be oh, like, oh, this, awesome. is, this is how I'll I do that. Okay, Especially when my yeah. opponents make yeah, really you, glaring mistakes, but I know yeah. we're playing competitively. And, like, he, he actually, he knows GC the Colts like maybe even a bit better than me because like, I actually mm. didn't know GC the Colts very well before I chose them. I just, yeah, they were just, I kind of chose them because of a bunch of reasons, but um, not familiarity. That wasn't one of them. And uh, yeah, so the Sanctus, to explain that, guys, so the Sanctus can take two weapons. So one is the dagger, which is normally what I take. Um, and he, it's just like a it's two damage damage minus two um, he always hits on two he always hits on twos and he always wounds on twos unless you're a vehicle or a titanic um, which is pretty good and he gets like five attacks um, and the other thing he can take is a sniper rifle which is uh, obviously you can target characters ignores the lookout sir it is uh, he hits on twos it is strength four um, it is I think just minus one and it's d3 damage and if you take and it does a mortal wound on a six plus um, which you can make to a five with a relic um, it used to be fours but RIP modifying by things more by more than one. Lol. So uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I, so I got the five to wound, which is the mortal wound, and I did the damage. So I did D three damage, and he perils is, um, and he failed the save. And Aramon has uh, a three up invern. So so, yeah. I, so it's <laughs> I was very lucky to get this, and I yeah I rolled. And, and again, um, this is something which you guys spoke about in the last episode. Aramon's only got a three up invern because he gets it if he's a, your warlord. Yeah, yeah. Should he be a warlord if well, Morty's just, there? Yeah, oh, well, I suppose hit Magister. Magister. Yeah, yeah, for one CP. That makes sense. What did Magister do? Magister's Psychic Awakening. Um, one CP to choose an additional warlord trait. Yeah. Oh, I see. But okay. uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, you kind of have... I mean, you don't have to, but you, you really should make Morty a warlord trait just... Um, be, well, hey, because he's a fucking Primarch. Yeah. But, what is his but, warlord trait? I mean, is it good? Uh, the Arch Contaminator? Yeah, it is Arch yeah. Contaminator, but the problem being is that you kind of want Arch Contaminator and the helm for, that gives you a four up, your demon yeah. gives a four up invun around your plague. Yeah, so most people run it on a prince. Yeah, if so. Uh, as well. And if you make, if you unless you want to pay three CP to take him in a, a super heavy auxiliary, you kind of want him in the Supreme Command detachment so you get it for free. Um, which, yes, yeah, it's, it's probably what most people do. Because also, a lot of time you want to de- you want to bring him on from reserves, depending on what you're up against. Um, which that means you're paying six CP for Morty potentially, Jeez. which is a lot. <laughs> it does work, though. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Nine, nineteen? No, is he nineteen power level or is it more? I can't I remember. Think it's, I think it's head. nineteen because it's just shy of 
500 no is it 490 something like that i can't remember yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but anyway yeah so um yeah so it was yeah it was a, re- it was a really good game um and it, well, yeah it was it was kind of yeah it was, like i said it was a really interesting test for me because i hadn't really played against a, a proper combat army before because i was pretty in the in the other games i was really comfortable with just lobbing my rock grinders at at, at my opponent having some auto exploding um uh, abilities but when he can like just chew me up and he can just chew up anything i throw at him that's good that's a problem so yeah it was, it was a good test awesome is um, that uh, is that all of our games played cream break turn. let's let's take a yeah. break then. Then cream, cream hasn't said yet uh i did yeah. play a game oh shit all right, all right. <laughs> end break we'll cut that. <laughs> yeah. short break um where's your break over <laughs> yeah so i've played a single game um in the last week and that was against my buddy josh pegman uh, i'm not sure where you guys are but over here in london there's a 10 p.m um shutdown time for pubs and restaurants that sort of thing which includes most of our wall gaming venues so badman cafe closed at 10 so we played 1500 points just so we had a little less um uh pressure on us with time and um he was running tyranids he was running a cop well basically a copy of the brisbane gt list that came then is this that came second um for those who don't know it's a large warriors blob it's uh, an exocrine well in, well in the brisbane list it was two but because 1500 points one big squad of hive guard um zone throps and a squad of gene sealers just to react and then uh, uh, various gaunts for screening um and then my list was a chaos undivided list first time i ran pure chaos demons of this type and it was a uh, the unkillable lord of change with that three up in oh, one which no. uh, sandman loves <laughs> um a demon prince with the scow <laughs> reaver there's the scow uh, in your faces yeah. then uh blood letter bomb um a flamer squad and a bunch of small characters just to raise my banners um so that was the idea behind the list and it was the first time i was playing the list oh and a bunch of nurglings as well so um, the fact that you can fit so much in a list blows my mind coming from like a custodian's yeah, player well and it's, it was only 1500 points but um, so many models to me well it was a tough game for me because i deployed my lord of change on the line to be in range of his zone throat and neurothrope because i was like what plus two on my deny with two denies and uh, Josh very rudely opened up with two super smites that both did six mortal wounds to my Lord of Change. <laughs> so punch straight from my three up in one and my warlord trait means I minus one damage, but obviously doesn't affect mortal wounds. I did have a six up feel no pain. For every feel no pain I pass, I regain a wound mm. once the uh, attack's been resolved. So, you know, 12 mortal wounds went through. Theoretically, I should roll two sixes and save two and then regain two wounds and take eight wounds obviously i didn't make any so the first just getting hit with 12 mortal wounds off of that was hilarious because it was both it was yeah double six and double six and then sixes mortals. oh my um, god well no, it was actually did you check his dice <laughs> well, he was using the bad moon cafe dice for winning his pod last season and they're notoriously um we'll leave a link for them as well guys on yeah they're, uh, they're a bit much you know but um <laughs> So I was sort of on the back foot from them because he then killed the Lord of Change which exposed some of my characters. Um, and I ended up, it went up to the end of turn five and I lost, uh, I think, by about 10 points. Um, but it was a really fun game. Um, the Again, uh, Tyranids aren't as bad as people think. And that's mm. because they can mm. be built in such a way that deny secondaries. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's the lovely thing about Ninth, isn't it? Is that, like, there's so, like, lots of things aren't, I just haven't been tried. There's, there's lots yeah. of like, like, so for example, 
people just completely um nids being a prime example to kind of shut down horde straight off the back mm -hmm. and then orcs um have done incredibly well yeah. and nids have done quite well in some situations too so it isn't and ninth the, the gaps that you see are not that big so it's like they say like oh this is the low tier army or whatever on Goonhammer but like actually you can still win yeah mm. I, 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 to, to be fair I still they definitely need some love because mm. it's one of the few ways you can play them I mean Lictor's coming in for deploy scramblers and line breaker um, the Tyranid warriors to try and be an anvil in the middle of the board mm. um, it's a bit sad that a lot of it is a lot of the time people run them as a shooting army That's well, yeah. it, it was a shooting <laughs> army it was really high next yeah. that did it mm. and psychic as well yeah um but yeah, it was I've a seen. fun game, though. Again, it was uh, because it was complete undivided. I had some fiends for Slanesh. I had my uh, bloodletters in for corn. I had my <laughs> nerglings in and a poxbringer and some plague bearers for Nurgle. And then I had flamers and the Lord of Change for Zinch. So I represented every god um, mm. at fifteen hundred. If, if, if you go undivided, do you get a, a no. loci or anything? No, like? you lose your locus. So I had oh. my corn stuff in a patrol, but the rest of the stuff I had in a battalion. So you lose your equivalent of a chapter tactic. Oh, I see. If you mix okay. gods, um, that sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, that's <laughs> really bad. Really hurt me. Well, fluffy, um, fluff wise, sorry for being a total novice, but would they get like should what, that would would that work? Would they get some? Well, thing, like, if it happened, this yeah. is the thing. It, it wouldn't the world happen. would end. <laughs> if it happened, it yeah. is such a big deal yeah. that you've got these demons working together. Yeah. Like, um, but or does that just simply represent the fact that they would be like undivided demons? Like just in the warp, not attached to a well, specific god. So I can I can get deep into the lore on this. Um, Please do. <laughs> and uh, so undivided uh, undivided demons is something they've explicitly writers have said they've tried to move away from. Mm. Um, Aaron Dempsey Bowden has been quite vocal about that. Uh, the only example of an undivided demon you have is Belakor. And now people will say, well, Lorgar and Perturabo are undivided demons, and. Game Do you want me to say that so you can? Yeah, <laughs> um, Actually, no. I'm Perturabo and Lorgar undivided. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, so the idea is that um, they, because and, and the, the reason why they try to say only Belakor is a true has the true backing of all the gods, and even then, it's more they will hate him, <laughs> is so they can give a Baden a special place because all the gods are vying for a Baden's attention, which is why they try to make being a true undivided force or an undivided prince, for example, so rare. Um, and again, you know, such a major integral part of Chaos is the great game. They're, they're, mm. They fight each other more than anyone else. Um, so I think it makes sense they lose the Locus. It was, well, Loki. Uh, it was really bad for me. Um, having advanced and charge on Fiends would have massively helped. Mm. Um, and even things, the Zinch Locus, for example, you roll 2d6 at the start of the fight phase, remove the higher dice, and that lower dice, that dice, uh, that, any unmodified rolls of that dice can't hit any Zinch models. That's awesome. Which is great. So let's mm -hmm. say I rolled a six and a three. Mm -hmm. I take away the six. Threes can't hit my Zinch models in the fight phase. Oh my Which is wow. hilarious. Especially when you, when you said that at first, I was like, wait, what does that mean? But oh my yeah, it's, it's fucking It's so God. funny. Um, it's, uh, and he had a reactor, reaction squad of gene stealers that were hiding behind a ruin and then popped out to push back threats. Um, mm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's super fun. And it's, it's not, it wasn't a super competitive list, but I'm, slowly introducing things like fiends and beasts of nurgle i didn't have any in this list but when i do want to push into taking demons tournaments which i might um, it was sort of just testing out a couple of elements yeah, for that are doing well right now in yeah the meta, as uh, it is, aren't they? two top place two top yeah. four finishes um well, two sorry two wins and i think three or four top four finishes 
Yeah, it's I think weird it's, is it Slanesh in particular? Yeah, mm. so that, that's oh. one of the lists is Slanesh. Um, one of this was pure Slanesh. Another was a mix of Slanesh and Nurgle for the winning lists. Oh, Slanesh scary, man. Well, yeah, the triple keeper of, keeper of secrets is hilarious. <sighs> that's, a, that is a, that's a tough... Uh, that was horrendous. Their, what's their like, <laughs> special ability? That, is that the one well, so you interrupt the fighting? So they always fight first. They have a rule called Quicksilver yeah. fi- uh, Swiftness, which all Slanesh has. It's, it's a bit much. I think it, it is cool. I... I uh, as another Probably. thing I will be salty about whilst on this podcast, <laughs> I, I have another thing where I, I don't like, I don't, I love the idea of certain factions being better against other things. So as a prime example, Imperial Fists and Iron Warriors, I think can both reroll hits and wounds in the combat phase with the stratagem. Fucking awesome. So game for that. And, you know, likewise, if it was just... Everyone has it against yeah. Black Legion. <laughs> oh, Black, Legion Black Legion get the shit end of the stick, let's be honest here. Yeah, sorry but like, so the, 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 the best example probably being Vengeance for Cadia. Vengeance for Cadia? Fucking stupid, right? But I, I and Nonsense. But the thing is, you don't have to do things. You don't have to literally name the faction for this to take effect. So, for example, with Slanesh always fighting first, what that means is when they go against blood angels or when they go against like any kind of uh combat specific army they're gonna it's, it's gonna tip the scale so much i'm not saying they shouldn't be a bit better uh, like a bit better is fine mm. but it's just so much and well and that's another example of an army that if, uh, you know an alaris bomb would really struggle against if they went second mm. or even if they went first mm. because your seekers are moving yes. uh, over 20 inches I'm yeah, getting it's, anywhere it's terrible. Think, like uh, the the big losses I've had in ninth edition so far have actually been against uh, Slanesh yeah. demons uh, with an Alpha Legion detachment as well, uh, and that was from from Simon Lewis. Was it Alpha Legion obliterators or obliterators? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, I, I've uh, lost just against him as well. them. Oh, he's such a good Blo- player. Yeah, but it's, it's not. Yeah, we need to start calling someone a bad player. Us to, to the viewers. Who's a terrible player? <laughs> we can name on the podcast now. Matt Hunter, I'm looking at you. <laughs> But, Anyone from uh, DCTV that you that you know? We've not mentioned that you know all these people. <laughs> for a well, while. if you're gonna if you're gonna say it, then uh, <laughs> I don't even have to. But uh, yeah, no. And the other big loss I had was against Tyranids. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. the psychic bomb just annihilated. Oh yeah, that's yeah. again a great way. Yeah, Going back to Custodes, sorry, I, I would give Custodes honestly just a four up mortal wound bomb because every single mortal wound through through on you is worth like twice the number of points oh, that it's worth so on everything sad. else so, so it's like a four up mortal wound sorry a four up mortal wound deny mm. sounds like a lot but it's like actually it custodies take will take the same amount yeah. so yeah i remember i was at warhammer world at the second team tournament of the year last year because like, they're not running tournaments there currently and i think in round four i was four and oh submarining super hard because the rest <laughs> of my team were losing <laughs> and then for the five and oh, I played this lovely dude who had um, who's Doug uh, Fazani, who's been on Warhammer TV, great non-metallic metal custodies. Oh, nice, beautifully <laughs> painted. And this is right when the um, <laughs> the uh, Cult of Magic had came out uh-huh. um, with the splashing, the multiple splashing mortal wounds. So I kind of just I pulled up before the game started. Like, look, I'm I crank out on a you know about 20 mortal wounds oh, um, no. especially on this board setup wow. oh, listeners oh, i don't God. think you can see the face of disgust i'm making right now yeah so i i killed a squad of bikers a squad of um two squads of custodian guards i think turn one i wasn't even part put, of this game and i hate you yeah i put like six wounds it. on a uh, telemon as well um, oh. and then you know and he had nothing all he, he, i had 100 cultists was the rest of the list and a bad in keeping them fearless so it was it wasn't the funnest list to play against but just pull win. one out for doug yeah god bless you dude and he was an absolute gen about it and we went to bugman's early um 
I think he had a soft drink, but you know, I offered <laughs> to buy him a, a real one. But anyway, um, <laughs> he was too wounded in his soul. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I've got some big defeats coming up next. Well, I'm playing James Hussain on Friday because uh, he's from Croydon as well. So Woo. we're playing a local game, which will be fun. Then I'm playing Boris Michev on Wednesday. And we're just both, he's practicing new Space Marines. I've heard his crap, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he holds it terribly. Um, he's always, it's always fun practicing with him. And then I'm playing Vincent Chan, um, who I'm not sure if you guys know. He came maybe sixth at Iron Halo? No. Oh, wow. Seventh, eighth, I can't remember. Wait, does All he play Space Wolves? Um, I don't know what he's playing these days, actually. I think um, he was playing a flavor of Thousand Suns in eighth. But he didn't play much of eight, to be honest. Um, I know who you're thinking of, Alex. It's not him. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, so I've got so I'm playing him on the in the Badminton League. I'm yet to play a game. Are you in the league? Yeah, yeah. No, pod two. Um, Are your pod's not yet. done anything. Yeah, our pod's had one game played last <laughs> week. Jesus. Um, I mean, you've got really good players in it. It's like Simon Pridis is in your pod. Pridis in there. Um, That's a tough pod. David Gaylord, me, Jack Millership. Um, Vince, I think that's it. But yeah, it's a good place. Wow. Just too good to play. Well, yeah, but um, again, Nassim Fouquet is in pod one, which is a point of great bitterness for me and Jack. Because Nassim <laughs> is a, a mate of ours and we all were in a pod t- together originally. In the f- Isn't in the he winning? Season. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. He's like, and he's smashing the challenge as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Nassim's a great player and a, and a good mate. Um, Do you know what list he's running? He's running Bloody Interest in Pure Guard. Oh, what is he for, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. He's got shooting in it where mine's just all like, ah. But no, it, it seems a really, really good player. I mean, no, he's got a 0% win ratio against me, but, you know, <laughs> these things happen. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> and now that you've got that point out, I guess you can go home. Uh, yeah. That was well, actually, <laughs> I'm actually not in the second half of this, so uh, <laughs> peace out, guys. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to go for a quick break and we'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Okay. Uh, thank, you, thank you for returning, listeners. Um, so we're going to go on to the main part of the show uh, today. We're going to talk about the origins of all of us. Um, it is something that we share with superheroes is that we have incredibly complex and fascinating origin stories. Um, BDR, we obviously discovered the origin of your name, but what about you as a person? As a person? Well, so my mum and dad met. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so my origins is the hobby. So I'm, I'm the newest to the hobby here. I started a year ago, uh, so I think that's probably quite rare because a lot of people I've spoken to start as a kid and, and kind of refine their love for the hobby as they get into adult life when they have money to actually buy the models. <clears throat> but my my kind of entry to it came with um, so I, I, over the last couple of years I developed like a, a couple of chronic illnesses, and then uh, my doctor suggested that I kind of get into um, painting as a way to stress because um, to de-stress because. Uh, Away, uh, away camera, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like painting that one model that gets me really get going. But with chronic illnesses, a, a big factor is if you get when you get stressed, it makes everything worse. As uh, as a quits or no, well, we'll get to your story yes, later. Yes, I will. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so um, I, I was kind of aware aware of Warhammer as a, a kid through uh, Dawn of War, uh, but never really kind of looked into it much more than just playing the game. And then randomly, I saw an advert on YouTube about. Um, uh, just the models, Games Workshop came up, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to paint a uh, a nav trap picture or something, so I'll I'll just give buy one of the models, give it a go, and I'll just de- paint it and then use it as a decoration for my uh, gaming PC because I've always been into uh, uh, like video games, gaming, and playing at a competitive standard sometimes, or at least competitive games. Uh, and then I kind of just 
fell into it just by more and more models started watching Luton's videos on the law so I've got these models might as well learn a little bit about it yeah it's really good Uh, good good videos and then um, that's that's super interesting because you're one of the few people I know in the hobby that didn't get into it from playing it as a kid like that's it's I I think I think you're the only person I can think of off the top of my head. Everyone yeah, else played it as a kid. I, I kind of just got these models for eventually I just need to learn to play. So then I'm I went to my games workshops and manager started playing some games and then to I when I play a, a game or a video game, I like to be good at it and I I, I get a bit of a competitive well, I was gonna say, talking about uh, computer games, do you wanna tell everyone like at what level you were playing at? So um so most recently I've been playing a lot of t- uh, Team Fight Tactics. TFT. Which is, yeah, TFT is a League of Legends game. And I'm probably playing at like a diamond standard and I've not really played it that long and I got there quite quickly. Some of my friends will be laughing at me because when I play them, I have had to make alternate accounts so I can play at their level. Smurfing. Yeah, smurf- <laughs> because otherwise it wouldn't be fair. I was playing too high and then they'd be in lobbies too high standard and they wouldn't be able to do anything. So uh, you were too good to play with your friends, basically. basically. yeah. <laughs> but um, on like a really like serious... So there's a thing called game battles back in the day when I was a youngster. But before, because this is before competitive gaming is like a real thing like it is now. Um, I finished third in Europe for, or fourth in Europe for uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. And my Gears of War team finished, I think it's fourth, fourth or sixth in Europe. I can't remember now exactly in Gears of War 2. And what was your, what was your Pokemon team that took you to third? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> there was a Zapdos in there. Nice. Uh, I raced to run a Blissey and a Gliscor, an Azelf. Um, I want to okay. say Starmie, but it was basically <laughs> I had like two tanks. And then a couple guys who could do some utility stuff and then everybody else would just kind of do damage. Um, I mean, I think I speak for everyone here when I say, what the fuck is a Glyscore? Glyscore. It's like a big Glyscore. Like Side with a steel rod, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, I knew that. I'm really proud of myself. It's like uh, a bat thing. Pokemon anyway. Go reads a lot for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, going back to getting into the, the hobby, I, I like to play, start watching some um, uh, bat reps on YouTube, Fan Winters. And then through oh, Winters. Alex, sorry, Winters is a... Uh, Winters, yeah. Well, <laughs> how, how do you describe a Winters? I describe him uh, as Alex's spiritual lead. <laughs> yeah. Alex uh, dreams of him. That was only one know. time, guys. <laughs> um, that's why I bought a flat cap. Um, yeah, so I found, found Winters and then I found Deployment Zone DCTV, which then I met Alex on Discord because we went to... I, I was going to a, a tournament after my, my, my third ever game and messaged on this the Discord saying, go to this tournament and I'm going to be there. Alex then messaged saying, yeah, I'll be there, say hello. What tournament was it out of interest? <laughs> <laughs> fun and fluff. What, what is this fun and fluff of which you speak? I think I'll let Kareem uh, <laughs> go through it in probably better detail. You. Well, it's not actually run by the London Wargaming Guild. It's run by the Wargaming Guild, which is... That's um, a different thing. It is. Uh, it's... Are you calling us out for saying it was? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. No, no that, that those one, that one was an LWG one, but they've recently split off because they're one because one is a not for profit. Um, in, in terms of our company's house register, um, the LWG it means we can run it as a not for profit, and we attempt to push to break even for the club nights, but it means that the tournament itself can be run pro- uh, profitably. Oh, okay, oh, that's cool. Not that we like. Not that it's been run properly, but you know, if is this that year, why Peter's got that Lamborghini it. now? Is that is yeah? That I know Peter's got the, the matte black Lambo. Uh, no, future plans of um, of big and grand things that who knows? Maybe it'll still materialise. Maybe they won't. But okay, we'll see. But yeah, so through that I met Alex, and then I uh, kind of just came into it's, meeting you guys and Battle Bermondsey and Badman Cafe, and it's kind of spiraled out of control since there. And I mean, so why why did you go for 
the faction that you started with, which is so Ultramarines, right? Ultramarines I started off with because when I walked into the shop, that was everywhere. And it was kind of the, <laughs> the easiest way. Because you know you buy you can buy those, uh, not the starter box, but you can buy the starter pack, which had one model and three, the paints, right? Yeah. And that was what I just kind of followed to, to paint. And then I painted one of those and it came out all right. Um, well, I say all right. I thought I've and did you buy Dark then. Imperium? No, I didn't. I, I didn't just kind anything? of built up a collection naturally. So then I was like, I want a Dreadnought now. Uh, and the Dreadnought actually would probably, like I attempted Edge Highlighting and actually looked okay. And compared to the other stuff, I was like, I don't know how I've come out with that. And then all my other models look absolutely like someone stepped on it. It's them. often <laughs> easier on bigger models. Yeah, when you the vehicle start. is so yeah. much easier. And then so, I just kind of bought more and more. And then um, I was like, it's like, I don't know, my dad thinks it's Christmas. My dad bought me a Repulse Executioner because I like, I want a big tank. Mm -hmm. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 25 what, at the time or 26 at the time, <laughs> buy me a Repulse Executioner. So what eventually turned you away from the Avenging Sun and towards the Sons of Jesus, um, Sanguinian? <laughs> well, so interesting. So Ultramarines are very point and click. Don't have to use my brain to play. Um, and I, I, I like to, when I play video games, I like to be in the proactive, not reactive kind of side. So in the, the gameplay sense, it was the more than being a, an assault-based army, making my opponent make decisions. And that's where I played Pokemon back in the day, as I used to make my guy make decisions, that my opponent make decisions. And I find when I play video games, if I'm getting the person to play at my speed of playing, I'll generally win because I like to play quickly. That's just something, if you want to beat me, take your time when you're playing it against me. But anyway, so... And then I'll then, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Fluff White, well, Fluff, what really made me fall in love with Blood Angels was a couple books I read. So Devastation of Baal, awesome book and Classic. then i read the dante book which then i was like i'm guessing i'm doing blood angels so then yeah, i made you, a custom chapter you can't not like dante he I mean, is he's just yeah. amazing i need he's to just... i need to do a conversion of him as a primaris primaris yeah i think he's gonna go well, hopefully he goes that way but that's a different conversation yeah. for a different day no, they have to they have to they have to give him something there's no one to replace him really is there in no the, so it's like it's you not can't like make fist in it it's, it's not like yeah, yeah space where black yeah. man could step up yeah, yeah exactly um, we've all got kato sicarius yeah so but there's no one but there, there isn't is, no the blood the <laughs> of imperium nihilus yeah. in those books you very Brother much bastard. But yeah. in the book-wise, it's really like they, they talk a lot about Dante and a lot about Mephiston, who also Mephiston's yeah. just a badass. They are, they, yeah, they, they are. A lot of the Space Marine characters can be a bit bland because they're just yeah. they're just powerful Space Marines. But yeah, those two characters, oh, you got lucky there. They're, they're, he's they're, so powerful, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like I don't know if it's spoilers, people. In one of the books, he was slowing down time and <laughs> split himself into different versions of himself and was doing like stuff all over the place. And I was like. This is Dragon Ball Z. See, the first time, <laughs> the first time I ever I, I read anything Blood Angels um, in 40k at least was Blood of Baal because everyone's like you have to read it and you if you Wait, do you have to read Devastation it. Devastation of Baal. Uh, Devastation of Baal. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. And uh, very good. Yeah, and, such a good novel. And then, and I, and I was reading it and the Mephiston stuff. I was like, you know, I'd heard a lot about Mephiston. People big him up, and I was like, oh, this guy's, I mean, this guy's quite good. I mean, you know, he talks to, you know, he does the shit with Carbander, and you're like, okay, yeah, he's quite powerful. And then, um, spoiler, um, he he jumps out the back of a Thunderhawk and then wipes out like ten thousand Tyranids, and you're like, yeah. oh Lord of Death, yeah. <laughs> this is where that's an right. ironic name. Yeah. He sprouts cr like crimson wings, which yeah. I, I want to see someone to do that kind of conversion on him. Just big wings, like I want to repaint him and have because his sword goes on fire when he like turns onto like cool mode. Mm. So I want to repaint miners like a flaming sword and maybe I'll buy some wings and paint so them red. So he's like, God mode engage Mephisto. Yeah, because to be honest, I've actually never used him in a... No, I've used him once stunning, in a game. Stunning model as well. Yeah. That model is hench. I've played massive. against him once, which is against Sanger from Tabletop Tactics. Oh, yeah. And uh, I... Hashtag name drop. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> uh, don't charge us... <laughs> I, was like, I was like... 
Don't don't every Charlie. time from now on, Rich, we have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I warned him against charging Mephiston in first when he mm. had a squad of Blood Angels nearby. And it's like, no, no, I'll be fine. <laughs> Charges as Kel Space Marine squad with a Laz Cannon in it. I overwatched <laughs> and one shot Mephiston over. It's oh. hilarious. Oh. Well, for me. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, Mephiston at the moment, because he doesn't have an invulnerable save, like, Every single time I've gone up against Mephiston with Blood Angels players, I just murder him immediately. Yeah, he's a, he's a proper glass cannon. So yeah. he's got, he's got to feel no pain, but um, don't really come up. Mm. But his sword is like time to strength. Yeah. And he's strength five, I think. Cause yeah, he's, it must be. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's, sad. and plus one to wound being a Blood Angel is, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think he's just a bit expensive. Because I think glass cannon is, is probably true, old. but I think. Because really what he should be is just a very good librarian, but you should still be able to just play him like a normal librarian. Yeah, yeah, because he, he doesn't... He gets yeah. two denies, which is just one more deny, because he's chief librarian, yeah. so one more deny than a normal one gets, but does, does the two spells he casts. And other than that, he doesn't really have any special abilities I can think of, mm. other than having a feel no pain. So uh, another spoiler, um, you, you won't know this, but at the end of the Horus Heresy, something quite big happens to the Sanguinius. Now, uh, so how have you have you read much of uh, a beautiful, beautiful the heresy? Boy. <laughs> so I've skimmed some bits of it. So I I, I'm a, I don't know if I want to spoil it for you, but Saturnine, I've read a, a bit about what Sanguinius does, and I was like, oh my god, oh, that's amazing. Should I say amazing. it? He does well. He does well. Yeah. I mean, we've all we've all read Saturnine here, right? Yeah. Well, anybody who hasn't. Pause for skip like ahead skip ahead 15, 15 seconds. seconds. We'll put a timestamp yeah. or something. To be fair, the, like, earlier you were like, skip ahead 30 seconds if you were yeah, in and the then like, three minutes later. <laughs> if they did that, then that would have totally ruined it. We've just ruined it 15 seconds. So 15 seconds again, he kills a Warlord Titan, and then yeah, yeah. It's, it's mad. And then the other Titans like, look at him, he, they just like, he kind of does, you know, the, the pose where he does like, come come at me, bro. And then they're like, oh, no, yeah. bro, I'll he, see you later, bro. I'm running he, away, bro. He kills a Warlord Titan and then gets very sad for the rest of the book and i think it's because i i, I remember saying this to you quipster like I, I had just read um Maelstrom before i read that and that has a lot of sad sanguinius in it and at this point i'm just like can i just see sanguinius just killing warlord titans i, I just I, i'm not really interested in the sad shit now let's just have badass sanguinius i just want him to fly around well him, Mount him being sad kind of inspired yeah. the name for my my custom chapter which is the forlorn angels Oh, that's pretty man. good I thanks really guys like that, yeah. I'm so fluffy I'm a fluffy yeah. player so fluffy that I'm going to strip all my ultramarines so I can make them all custom chapters so I can play whatever I want but no I don't want to know that bit <laughs> except everyone who just listened yeah. to this yeah that's awesome that's really cool I mean like one thing I'm I'm intrigued to know sort of like going back to, to chronic illness stuff has Warhammer actually helped? yes for sure so when I first started I was um, was in a period where I was off work for about six months so I got I got really really ill and to the point where my actual work told me to stop coming to work because I was kind of I'm one of those people who just you know sucks up and just goes in mm. but I like lost like 15% of my body weight and that's not a lot of me to begin with Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah I was properly ill uh, and then they ask you know having so many tests with doctors procedures all the time and they're like we don't know what's wrong it's always lovely to hear from a, oh, from a medical yeah. professional I've been there uh, and I'm, I'm at the moment I feel like I've been put into a box not really been like told what's kind of like the, the issue it's like this is what we think is wrong and then I'm just learning to deal with it and manage it, which is, you know, has its ups and downs with any chronic illness. Mm. But um, when I found the hobby and started painting and, and having something to kind of put, take my mind off it and I'm not feeling great, I can focus on, I eventually, after like a month of doing it and having that kind of drive to do something again, I got my back to work and then I've had a good spell, well, a relatively good spell for the last, um, how long, a year or so since I've been back. So it, yeah, it, it helps because it's, it's this, when you're painting, you're in the zone, right? You just 
everything else is out and then you look at that one bit you keep messing up like that on alex's model we mentioned earlier but no yeah it's definitely helped yeah. but yeah good awesome. days bad days no that is yeah that is you know that there is a lot of incredibly wholesome parts to this hobby mm. and that is definitely one of the things i'm an inspiration guys what can i say I mean, uh, <laughs> no genuinely you are so segue like, from people's bodies that are just not very good um alex <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is a bit of banter about how much time me and alex spend on the loo oh my god so <laughs> we're gonna move on to my yeah entry into the hobby um so we'll go back uh to back in the day I'm, i've got the classic example of uh, i started playing the hobby as a kid and uh, i remember specifically how i got into the hobby because this was before dawn of war this was before the computer games um it's actually a, a games workshop in watford where i'm from and i remember it's in the shopping center and i'd always go past it and i'd be like what the fuck is that because you, you see all the models in the in the in the front and you're like that looks fucking awesome but w- what is that and eventually you sort of pluck up the courage to go in and it was actually i was visiting my grandparents i think in leicester and i walked past one i was just like okay i've got to know what this is so i walked in and i spoke to the guy and i remember walking in specifically and looking around and it's like you get that moment of awe it's like the deer in the headlights and you're just like this is amazing and I remember, I remember specifically there was because uh, you know every every games workshop has that like diorama. Uh, the one in Tottenham Court Road has the diorama with those, the Stormcaster tunnels. Yeah. Mm. Well, this one had a diorama, and it was a dam, and it was like really, it's really uh, this really tall dam, and on the on the top of the dam were a whole bunch of imperial fists, and climbing up the dam were. Do you remember the old Hormigant models, the metal ones that actually just looked like alien? But with like scything talons. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? I didn't. I, that's all my time. They so. all kind yeah. of the same in my head. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bloody racist against Tyrannus. And they've got more, <laughs> more like of a face. Yeah, yeah. They look like a xenomorph with like more yeah. of a face. And so, yeah, at the top of this dam, you've got these imperial fists firing down, uh, down the face of the dam at these uh, Tyrannids, which are like climbing up the dam. They're like putting the talons into the side of the dam and climbing up. And I was mm-hmm. looking at this like, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. And so, yeah, they, they gave me the magazine uh, with all the different chapters in it. And Cream's uh, just showing the guys. Uh, that is proper, like, down. from the movie. Yeah, know? literally. It's, like, such a rip-off. Just with the face at the front, yeah. Yeah, literally, it really is. Uh, so, Surely that would be copyrighted. Hence <laughs> oh, <there's> the change. <laughs> oh, explains a lot. Exactly. But, yeah, I remember, like, seeing they had this little booklet they'd give you. It was sort of like an introduction booklet, and it had all of the uh, different successor chapters in it and i'm looking at like this is magic this is amazing um bought a couple of models uh started painting ultramarines at first very badly and you just finished them last week (laughs) (laughs) you know genuinely i I were you a slow painter then oh yeah totally but i had my whole like routine at the time like i'd get home on a friday night Uh, my parents at that point had uh, moved to india uh, so it was just me and my aunt in the house and she'd go off on like dates or clubbing or whatever so it would just be, be me on a Friday by myself and the, the routine was uh, an hour or two of Metal Gear Solid uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 oh awesome game oh, what a game uh, then the rest of the evening I'd just play uh, I'd just be painting while listening to the XFM heavy metal show and it was like the best time ever 
Died. <laughs> yeah, pretty sick, to be fair. <laughs> I'm like, I've got a wor- I have worse evenings now, man. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So like, I loved it. And so like, it was this relaxing thing that I would do like as a 12-year-old at this point. And because uh, I, I, at this point, it's third edition. Um, and so it got to the point where I was playing in the St. Albans shop uh, quite, quite regularly because uh, my parents would drop me off on a Sunday. And, you know, obviously you buy more and more. Started with Space Marines first, they're, they're Ultramarines. Then I was just like, mm, I want to do a custom thing. So they became green. Uh, so they Best were. Best color. Best color. <laughs> it was actually Dark Angels green, but yeah. uh, they oh. were like not dark. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew I liked you. I Wait, knew I liked you. <laughs> Wait, let me start. So you started off with um, the good guys, quote unquote, and then you mm. went chaos. Well, oh. no. <laughs> no, no. So basically, it Took was. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah. So it, they weren't actually Dark Angels. They were just green. Oh, okay. I, I remember having a name for them, but I've totally forgotten because it was like at the beginning of the Bush administration. Um, but that's how I. That's how I delineate. The Bush Marines. <laughs> yeah, it was, this is how I delineate periods of time. Like, which American president was a, was in power? Now, now we have the Brazil wax Marines. <laughs> <laughs> But, or the orange uh, one. <laughs> yeah. So then I actually uh, moved on to Tau. Because um, I had, first I had um, the Space Marines, then I, I had knew a whole... I I liked you. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, actually, a bit I, fishy. I had a whole bunch of Imperial Guard because uh, someone bought me some for my, for my birthday and I was just like, well, I guess I do Imperial Guard now uh, as a kid because you're just like, fuck it. Um, so I had all of that and then I made the one of the biggest mistakes of my hobby life. I actually, I'm, I'm fairly minimal in like a lot of the things I do, I try to be as minimal as possible. So I actually ended up giving away all of my Space Marines, bar like three, to just some rando in the St. Albans Games Workshop, just because I was like, mm, I'm not going to play Marines anymore. I'm a Tau guy. <laughs> so I fucking gave all of them I'm away. Tau guy. Ugh, it was such a <laughs> shit mistake. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like, I'm monofaction Tau. That's my thing. And because I, I really like the, the greater good, I rate that man. Yeah, mm. like I, I re- the law really appealed to me because um, deep down I'm just a massive communist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, I thought you'd go down. You deep will, down. Yeah. I love Gundam Wing. Yeah, <laughs> people people will notice that we become steadily and steadily more communist as this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, talking we about, started off with farming. <laughs> 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 but talking about the whole Gundam thing, like genuinely, one of my favorite animes ever is Gundam Wing. Like I love it. So, yeah, I mean, my, my Tau army, um, I actually wrote a list of things to do before I die. And one of them was have a fully painted Warhammer army, which I never completed with the Tau. But, uh, yeah, the, the theme for them was always Star Wars themed. So their, their fluff was they were special ops Tau. Uh, so they didn't have any allies, didn't take crew, specifically because they were sent in to do all the deniable, like, spec ops things that the Ethereals didn't want anyone else to know about. So they became they had like test bed armor and all this kind of stuff. And so like you know how Tau only have one shoulder pad on one side? Yeah, yeah. My guys had both. Because, Damn. Because they got the experimental <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, the experiment was a tower tower sitting there going, How can we so that's a, this armor? That's a two up in run, is it? Is that- <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, two shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also like each one had um, so you know you can take the carbine and the, the long rifle? What's it called? Pulse, pulse rifle. Pulse rifle, pulse yeah. Rifle. So the ones that had the pulse Fire rifle had a had a carbine on the back on their backpack and the <laughs> ones that had a carbine had the rifle so on the back packing so they were packing some heat um WYSIWYG. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so like the whole army was star wars themed 
So Did you have a Jedi? I remember that in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so basically all of the, the color scheme was all of the, um, all the fire warriors had bright white armor with black uh, under armor, but I clear varnished all of the armor panels. So it was that plasticky stormtrooper look. Did you oh, have okay. a, a, a lightsaber? Um, See, ethereal. Did they have a minus ballistic modifier? Oh, no, but genuinely, like the the whole ethereal with the, the lightsaber. Bonding knife, lightsaber. I should, I should have done that, and it just did not occur to me because I was I was a yeah. stupid thirteen year old. Yeah, well, maybe it wouldn't have worked. It would have just cauterized the wound. Damn. But yeah, so I had I had this army, and that came up to about fifteen hundred points. Um, and then uh, I actually moved to boarding school when I was about thirteen, and. I knew I didn't like you. It <laughs> <laughs> explains a lot. Oh, yeah. And uh, when I was at boarding school, I left all my models at home uh, because boarding school is not kind to you if you are a nerd. At least it wasn't in 2003. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't really touch it. And then while I was at boarding school, I actually came down with a chronic illness uh, called ulcerative colitis. Um, we're going to go into some pretty deep territory. I didn't name mine, but to be honest, I'll be here for 20 minutes naming them, so <laughs> they're that long. Well, we can, we can have an ill, a sick off in a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so for those of you out there who don't know, um, I have a condition called ulcerative colitis. It's uh, where your large intestine isn't recognized as part of your body, so your immune system attacks it. It's a little bit like Crohn's. So Crohn's is where it's uh, your immune system doesn't recognize your di- digestive system from your like neck down. Uh, and so, yeah, I had a really bad attack of this when I was about 13 or 14 and had to have my large intestine removed, which is why I've got a very slim waist. That, you know, narrow Asian hips, I get it from my mum's side. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was something I was always dealing with throughout like all my teenage years. And uh, because of that, I actually missed half my GCSEs. And um, yeah, I had to repeat lower sixth. And I actually dropped out of boarding school to do that. And I came back to Watford. Now, coming back to Watford means that I have suddenly access to Games Workshop. And it was a funny thing. Uh, I moved from like a boarding school to a state school and I'd never been to a state school before. And I, I was thinking like, oh, I think I, am I going to get stabbed? I'm thinking Will from the Inbetween is here right now. Literally. <laughs> the, the, genuinely Please though, don't shank me. <laughs> genuinely? Like, I mean stab, yeah. my, my first, my thoughts like were like, oh my God, am, am I going to be stabbed for my accent? Am I going to get beaten up? Like, what's going to happen? Is this going to be a Will from I've the Inbetween situation? And frankly, Watford isn't rough, better, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was such a funny thing because like, I moved to this school. Uh, it was St. Michael's in Watford. And Definitely not a rough school. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Because it. <laughs> it's, it's such a funny thing because they, I went to sixth form there and they took us all for this outward bound sort of bonding trip thing. And did you did you get on with the poor people? Or? <laughs> well, well, it's funny you should say this. So uh, we were coming back from this, uh, this outward bound sort of like bonding trip thing. And my now good friend Dom was leaning over the seats on the bus and just talking to a whole bunch of people. I was, in, I was there. And he made a Warhammer joke. And obviously I understood it. So he I got l- beaten up. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Like he, he made this Warhammer Alex joke. I actually beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> <fucking> got <laughs> But yeah, so Dom, Dom made this Warhammer joke. And obviously I laughed along. And then Dom just looked at me and he was just like, you don't get what we're laughing at. I was like, was it, yeah. was it a Dark Angels joke? Was it, was it? I think it was an Eldar joke. Oh, okay. And so you Wait, Eldars at- have joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Auslandesh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I laughed along and he was like, oh, you, you don't know what we're talking about. I was like, yes, yes, I do. He was like, no, no, you don't. I was like, yeah, I do. And then he was like, look at the rest of the guys. Like, 
by Ufernesh. He's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. The nerdiest instant- thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, and, really hope <laughs> and, and then, <laughs> genuinely, it was just like instant group of friends. And like, they all played Warhammer. And I was just like, well, it's a good thing I kept my towel then, isn't it? And so like... Yeah. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that. I remember like... Um, like, because I moved back back to London, and I'd never lived in London before, and uh, I, I'd played Warhammer, and I remember like my family were like, you, you know, and like my girlfriend was like, how have you got so many friends that you talk to so much and are so close with so quickly? Mm. And it's like, have you? I, was, I said to her, I was like, have you ever gone to a party and there's someone that talk mentions Harry Potter or Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or something you are fascinated <laughs> with? It's like you walk into a room and you know everybody is like that. Yeah. So you just become so close with people so quickly. Yeah. You know, like like you know, even if I hadn't met Rich before, I'd be like Sanguinius, and he'd be like, Yeah, that Sanguinius, guy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Big <laughs> smile across my face. Yeah. 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 It was oh, Sanguinius. It was, I knew about him. Yeah. It was exactly the same as me and the St. Michael guys. And uh, yeah, so like Dom, for example, I I've been to his wedding. He's still a good friend of mine. Ten years later, uh, do, Will, do they still play? Yeah, actually. So we'll, we'll get to this in a second. But basically, uh, while we were at school, we we're all in sixth form. We're playing. We're hobbying. Um, it was it was a really fun time. It was fifth edition at the time. So this is back in 2008. Uh, and then obviously, we all sort of fell out of the hobby a little bit um, just because we all went to uni. And I think it was the end of 2018. Because like, I think, I think Sam, we talked about this before on the uh, 40K Today podcast. Hashtag name drop. But uh, yeah, so it's one of those things that like you do become a bit of a sleeper agent because you kind of don't ever fall out. It's it's true, but you don't ever really fall out of the hobby because even while I was at uni, I'm still reading the Horus Heresy. It's it's funny really because I remember speaking to, I don't think it was Josh, but it was someone that used to work for Games Workshop and they said that like it's actually part of their thing though. It's like they they need to get adults to buy stuff, but they need to wow the kids. They need to do it because it will pay off in 10 years' time. So yeah, it's a nice it's long-term funny. investment. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. It's true. And it, work, it works, uh, obviously. And like, great you, know, you know there's like 10 years with Games Workshop like, like did really poor? Part of the reason for that might be because if you'd gone back 10 years previously, maybe that wasn't part of their business model. Maybe they weren't doing that enough. And I then think like, they also got everybody lucky. came back in. It sounds it. really weird to say. They got mm. lucky with COVID. To a degree, but they I think they're ex- doing pretty well. Yeah, but probably one of the few businesses out there that have Given back their fellow money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, done well. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, sort of going back to the, the journey, like, my coming back into the hobby sort of coincided with, like, sort of a quarter of the way through eighth. And who was president at the time? Uh, that was still the Trump presidency, actually. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good yeah. To know. Un- unfortunately. But uh, yeah, so basically, what, what happened was I've suffered with chronic illness problems for, like, the last 15 years or so. And there are times, and Res will know this. (laughs) (laughs) Only two years for me. (laughs) But there are times when, like, you will be so ill that you can't do anything. Like, like Res, do you want to explain to people, like, what the fatigue is like? Yeah, I say to people, like, because there's there's those parts where people go, you don't look ill. But there there are days when getting out of bed is an achievement. Mm. Um, and it just yeah, this is you can't describe. So my illness is called post lactose. Tell that to the lion. <laughs> <laughs> Best archangel's joke Banner. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to get that explained? No, I, I, I guess we, 
I, I didn't actually hear what Ed said. I just heard it so triumphantly put his hands up the second of the punchline. And then I worked back through what could the joke have been. And I'm like, ah, I know what the joke it's, was. It's yeah. That's actually even impressive that like, you got that. Well, I know he's a massive DA fanboy. Well. But yeah, to scratch, so my illness is thing, called yeah. uh, post laparoscopic cholecystomy syndrome. So that's what I've got like a couple of ones, but they're boring. So this is like, I live with the symptoms of gallstones without having gallstones which is just a really long space. So basically I get really searing pain in my stomach. I get fatigue, nausea, all the fun stuff. Um, that doesn't sound fun at all. No, it's not fun. Um, and yeah, it's just like there, there are days where I kind of just want to be left alone in my room and mm. just be left alone because exactly. I'm in, in my agony. But then there are like, there are the ups and downs of it. But yeah, so, and basically to answer your question, there are days where you know, getting out of bed is- uh, You're a fucking mess, mate. <laughs> yeah. well, I feel like I really round of applause for getting out of bed or something. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's exactly the same as me. Like sometimes um, you'll just be hit with this fatigue. And the way I generally explain this fatigue is imagine you've had the hardest workout session of your entire life and the adrenaline wears off and you sit down on the couch at home and you can't move. Mm. Now imagine that 100% of the time and that eating and sleeping didn't work to get you out of it. That's that's what I, I figure fatigue is. It's... Mm. It's really fucking hard. You don't have like any appetite. You just feel weak. And, yeah. and then like you have the mental state with it as well. You're like, oh, exactly. not again. Yeah, precisely. And so I think as well, um, and this is something I think we'll talk about with, with all of us, um, the mental health aspect of chronic illness is it hits you hard. Mm. And so that's one thing that the hobby has been amazing for me for personally. So like if I, if I look at when I, I was getting back into the hobby, but two years ago um i throughout the whole that uni experience and everything i was keeping on keeping up to date like i'm reading the horus heresy i'm i'm watching 40k law videos um for a little bit actually in uh, 2017 my cousin was living with me taron uh, who's in battlefield bermondsey i'm kind of amazed that we didn't drop into the tabletop game at the time because like we would debate like dark angels law every night while he was living with me um because we both loved it but it got to the point where I was, over a period of about two and a half years, I was so consistently ill that I was just like, this is fucking lame. I need something that's not computer games because I've been playing computer games and it's been my only out yet outlet. Then randomly, I came across something on Facebook and it was a Warhammer thing. Uh, I think it was some like a new Space Marine release or something. And I was just like, holy shit. I used to love painting stuff. And I need something right now where I can just sit here for like four hours and be fatigued and yet be doing something. And I was just like, fuck it, yeah, I'll just, I'll do some painting. So I walked into Games Workshop in Tottenham Court Road and uh, just said to them like, okay, what have you got? And I looked and I was just like, <laughs> holy shit, custodies are a thing now? Like, are you fucking kidding me? He actually me? said when he walked in, sorry, you're too good looking to play, but he insisted. So. <laughs> I also want to know what they would say if you just went into Stockton Court and said, so what have you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my sword. Warhammer? Where do you think you are? <laughs> we got plastic and more plastic. <laughs> but yeah, so like literally it was custodies that got me into the game again because I was just like, holy shit, this is every one of my Warhammer dreams come true. Dropped Tau completely and just dropped 400 pounds on Custodies immediately. Uh, and then, yeah, just so got back one model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was a funny thing because basically I, I texted all my school friends and I was like, hey, guys, I'm thinking about getting back into Warhammer. Who wants to join me? All of them. 
So that's how, you know, Will got back in, my friend Lewis, like all the guys back then, they were all so up for it. And yeah, it was amazing. And through the Tottenham Court uh, Road Warhammer guys, uh, the Games Workshop guys, uh, I was just like, oh, so where is there to play in London? And then they casually mentioned, oh, well, uh, there's this thing called the London Wargaming Guild. Nice. And, yeah. And uh, it was really interesting because, like, it's such a good feeder to get back into the hobby because, like, I like, I didn't know anyone in London who played and all my school friends, we had to, like, organize a month or two in advance because they were all, like, all over the country. And so, yeah, it's it's one of these weird things that I genuinely think I've made more friends in the last two years of playing Warhammer than I have in three years of living in London. Just because, like, London is a lonely place to be sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... Going back to what you said, oh, Sam. I left man. my violin at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Like, I've, I've made so many close friends because of this hobby. Just because, like... When you play a Warhammer game, give him a hug. <laughs> you, you should invite some on here sometime. It would be <laughs> well played, so that's, sir. That's, that's pretty savage. <laughs> but it's, it's true, like because if you play a Warhammer game, yeah. especially with the guild, like the London Wargaming game will match you against someone that you probably don't know if you're new into the hobby, mm. and so that's three hours with someone that you have a shared interest with. So that's like an instant friend. Well, that's, right. I met you through the hobby, and then I've met. Yeah. Ed, Adam, that met you for it. Now, like, I've, I, knew, I knew literally no one who played Warhammer when I first started a year ago, and now yeah. I've yeah. got those how many games. I also, I've just played. find it quite like you know, credit to the LWG because I don't think this is this is actually normal. It's like so when I, when I first came to uh, London, kind of similar to like you, Rich, when you went to Fun and Fluff. Fun and Fluff. The first time I played in London was um, I think with the Winter Warfare a couple of years ago, and like, sorry, I obviously didn't know anybody, but it's such a friendly, so ridiculously friendly an environment. It's because it's, it's, it, as you, you nailed it on the head earlier yeah. when you said it's just about that shared experience because yeah. you know we, we're all just massive nerds and it's <laughs> like and there's just a delight um, in realizing that there are all those other nerds who yeah. are also right up to the point geeky. they saw I play Tau people were so <laughs> yeah. nice they're like, mm, no, <laughs> we'll allow it yeah the game very much encourages communication mm. so it's it's I find it so much harder you couldn't no, you, you, you couldn't play with someone so that the one like the example I gave of the last time I spoke was playing someone who there was a language barrier that yeah. was really hard I tell you what it's, it's funny you say that because like obviously we, we obviously see all like the saltiness and stuff of the game but it actually really does teach you how to be social and it teaches yeah. you how to have like discussions right mm. because you cannot play this game if you can't have a discussion with somebody and accept that 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 you, that you might that you might be wrong about something because there's there's always going to be things in the hobby that you think like uh, you've got to compromise yeah like, like you know yeah you'll be like oh that's isn't, isn't he tough as five and then, like, or whatever or, or whatever it's going to be mm. there's going to be some disagreement and so you have you have to learn how to, yeah, to compromise and it's so, it's so you interesting sure you can respect. do that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flicking through yeah, my pages yeah, yeah. my book <laughs> <Why not? laughs> uh, but, um, so yeah on to the cool stuff then Alex so why custodies first of all then you say they brought you back into the hobby what is it about custodies man like if I'm entirely honest like reading through the Horus Heresy, Master of Mankind was like a massive inspiration. Like, I'm thinking to myself, like, these guys are amazing. Like, there's a bit, bit of a spoiler. Yeah, it's not even much of a spoiler. There's a bit in Master of Mankind where one of the custodians has been fighting for three days straight against the hordes of chaos and all these demons. And the worst he's got to say is like, I've got a bit of a cramp in my arm right now. 
This is a bit. Uh, yeah, like I'm finally feeling the lactic burn. Yeah, literally. After three days of constant combat, you're like, these are the ultimate badasses. Like I love this. And then looking at the models, I was just like, these models are stunning, like beautiful. The way they stand there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, it's actually interesting. So I sorry, a bouncer sorry. to a nightclub. <laughs> but no, it's it's actually true. There's a specific reason why especially the custodies have these very static poses. And it's the fact that in the custodies law, um, there's this whole big thing that they have actually a very conservative mindset. Everything they do is we are guardians of the emperor himself and the palace. Like well, so, everything they do is naturally very defensive and static. And the way they think as well, it's not just that they're, they're not, well, I'll say they're more philosophers first and then warriors second or? I would you, say so you, as well. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the, you'll know the book name. Oh, um, the gamers w- first. Watches of the Throne. <laughs> Watches of the Throne. Yeah, so, the, yeah. The, the, both book. those books they were awesome. Yeah. And um, for Valorian. Valerian. Valerian. Yeah. 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 It's, it's awesome. It's, it's funny. I always, I always talk about custodies using this analogy. So, like, you can't, like, so you can't not love custodies. And for me, they're a lot like Rick and Morty. So, I really wanted to hate Rick and Morty when it, when it came <laughs> out because, like, because Rick burps l- a lot. L- l- lots of the people that like Rick and Morty are. Fucking an, uh, fucking annoying people. Such but then you watch it and you're just like, damn it, that is pretty funny. <laughs> like, fair play. And I, I want to take, and you know what, the thing with Custodes, I think the reason that, I, that you kind of have, I had a natural aversion is because I love Space Marines. And I was like, wait, so there's this faction that are just like, like Space Marines, but better? What the fuck? Like, that's, ridic- <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Like, that's and, 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 it but, but then you read Custodes Law and you're like, mm. fuck, they're cool. God damn it. Like, yeah. I don't like Custodes. And, Literally, yeah, and then yeah. so yeah, you need like, to get sisters like segment two army. Yeah, that's yeah, actually awesome. part of, of the plan. silence or of sororitas. No, it's silence. Like so in that, in those books, there, like yeah. he has a girlfriend basically. Yeah, Alea. Alea, Alea. <laughs> she's great. And she's awesome as well. Oh, she's a badass. But like that's actually part of the plan. And uh, this was, I look back on my my early sort of hobbying experience, and I sort of lament some of the decisions that I made, because like for example, um, starting a podcast. Well, there's that. <laughs> but uh, Making friends with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horrible mistake. What have I done? You can't say that after what you just said like two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, just, just like little things. Like I didn't know that resin bases existed when I first started. So I glued all of my, uh, all of my custodians to the plastic bases. And then I discovered resin bases and had to cut them all off and put them on the resin ones. Mm. So like very, very basic things like that. Okay. Um, just because, like, I really like spending a lot of time painting. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm actually quite a slow painter. I, don't well, think it's I heard people mentioned. just stop you in the street, mate, and they're just like, "You're that famous painter guy." Aren't you? <laughs> no, no, they stop Alex. <laughs> and I in really the like your yellow. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, I know was in a job interview, and, they, and she was just like, "Hey, <laughs> how did you do?" <laughs> I, I also get that a lot. To be fair, yeah. Yeah, but actually, this is an interesting question. Like, so I think one, two, three of us are single, single guys in London. At what point do you mention that you play Warhammer? Like, if you're on a date, when they're in the bedroom and they see the models. (laughs) 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 No, I think it depends, really. But um, yeah, no, I think I I probably mentioned that I paint before. Just say you've got to use your brother's room. (laughs) (laughs) His room's worse than mine. Um. No, but I think when I mention I paint, and I like, oh, what do you paint? And then I, I like, a story about it. I tell off air. 
Sorry, go on. Off air. I think you should say it on air, personally. Radio podcast. Just in case any fans are listening. Soz. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you think your family listen to this Warhammer podcast? I mean, it's highly unlikely. Actually, yeah, fine, go on. <laughs> oh, actually, should I tell it as part of my segment rather yes, than stealing yes. yours? Yeah. yeah, okay. But yeah, to answer your question, it's um, I mention I paint, and then what do you paint, and then I go from there. I, I do the and hope they hope they a little bit nerdy. Yeah, they can normally tell from my t-shirt. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I kind of I I got into Warhammer after I'd been with my girlfriend for like four years or something. So at that she's point, already started. She, yeah, yeah, she'd already given up. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so uh, yeah, I think I just worn her down. So that, <laughs> that yeah. was a problem. Now she buys you models. Uh, Warhammer I mean, Warhammer is like not even close to being the worst part about dating me. So I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a win all things considered yeah. I think it's fine if anything it's less time she has to see me so it's, it's <laughs> winning her but... well so, it's okay it's more time we get to see you yeah, which I'm happy true. about so I've got to ask so why Imperial Fist Imperial Fists fascinate me when people choose them as an army I think they're really? such an interesting well because they're not that means he hates them no 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 not <laughs> at all yellow. because I, I love Imperial Fists and I, and I love uh, like to be honest anything that isn't Ultramarines Blood Angels Dark Angels Space Wolves because these are the poster boys so often so when people I go for Imperial Fists and they go for Salamanders and they go for Iron Hands like mm. obviously Iron Hands are uh, uh, they have <laughs> maybe a like pre-2019 but, but yeah pre-2019 whenever you met an Iron Hands player you were just like you are the fucking coolest guy yeah. like you're a little weird hi. but you're cool <laughs> yeah. Dude, like perfect <laughs> example yeah. Say Hi Paul has had an Iron Hands right, army yeah, for years exactly. and Say Hi Paul is the coolest guy yeah, yeah, <laughs> very true. so why, why Imperial Fists so it's an interesting thing and this this sort of actually still goes into the origin story um warhammer for me was one of those things that went from like oh i'm doing this because i'm trying to help my chronic illness to this is now wildly out of control very quickly because <laughs> uh, obviously you get into the bat reps and you start watching youtube and i started watching a lot of a a channel called Warhammer, and this was run by a guy called liam dempsey do you know him by any chance well, it's funny you should mention that. Name drop. Yeah, but no, basically what <laughs> happened was um, Liam... Name drop. <laughs> so Liam and name drop. Winters, uh, they, they came together and they created something called DZTV. Name drop. And uh, so DZTV has name a drop. Patreon. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, we'll stop that one. Sandman and Reza and BDR, they're just waiting by their mics, like watching Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag he hasn't even mentioned to message him on Instagram yet. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, so basically, um, DZTV has a Patreon and an associated uh, Discord server. And Liam just wouldn't shut up about it. And so at, at one point, I was just like, you know what? Drop. <laughs> I was like, okay, I've got to check out this Discord server. And it's totally bonkers. It's just full of cool people doing cool hobby stuff. And Many me. Yeah, and that this is how I met Reza. Um, nice. And so, <laughs> basically, like I've totally forgotten the point of the question. Why Imperial? Why Imperial, Imperial Fist? Fist? Okay, now so, you're talking about DCTV. Yes, DCTV. So <laughs> basically, uh, this is how all conversations with Cribster go, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, I just often there's a wild tangent. So but, what do you do? So DCTV. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I I started getting chatting to, to Liam because we were talking about um, like photography stuff, camera stuff, because he's a massive like tech nerd. And I just started doing a couple of like little YouTube things. Um, just I wanted to start making videos about like things I wish I'd known, you know, growing up kind of thing or things I wish I'd known after uni. And I had all the, I had this podcast. Did, shut up, Reza. 
and, and I had this podcast and I started doing things. And we started chatting about that. And then eventually he was like, dude, why don't you just, you know, come and hang out and we'll do a bat rep together. I was like, oh, that, sound, that sounds great. So uh, I went I went down to his, uh, took my army, and we filmed this bat rep together. And on the way back, uh, back to London, he just sent me a WhatsApp and he was like, yo, dude, uh, I'm trying to expand the team. I want to beef up Warhammer a little bit. Um, so do you want to come on board as part of the Warhammer team? I was like, fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. And I was just like, wow, this is great. And then I suddenly realized after a little bit like, oh shit, I've only got one army. And this was just as the Space Marine supplements was beginning to drop. So Ultramarines first and uh, was it White Scars? No, Raven. Yeah, it was White Scars, yeah. White Scars and Ultramarines came Completely first. Completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Raven Guard was next. Yeah, yeah. Raven Guard and Iron Hands were next. And, you know, as this was happening, like basically all the Morehammer guys, uh, we all picked a Space Marine successor uh, or a Space Marine first founding chapter. And we were just like, right, that's going to be my Space Marine army just so we had options for the channel. And I was just like, oh, shit. You know, I just tested out contrast paints and I'd painted the back of an intercessor leg ironed in yellow. And I was like, this is amazing. This is genuinely amazing. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start Imperial Fists because uh, this was Sandman. We, you, me, uh, Adam, the legal department, and a few others had gone to Warhammer World. And while we were there, I was just like, well, I'm at Warhammer World. Of course, I'm going to buy some Space Marine intercessors. Just because, of they, course, they sell those at most games workshops. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Matter Forge World purchase. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But, but bear in mind, like these intercessors are from Warhammer World. Okay, so special. Special. Are they any, are they yeah. any different? <laughs> in my head, they are. He got nameplates for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. from Warhammer. World, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I ended up with the intercessors painted as Imperial Fists, and yeah, it's just sort of gone on from there. And That's so interesting. Yeah, so I, I just got, I've, I've got to ask because it's mm-hmm. interesting me. So how does Dawn rank? in your Primark ratings? Good so question. this is a funny one for me. Like, obviously the expectation, everyone's gonna be like, oh, Dawn's the best. I don't think he is. Sanguinius is the best He's one. gone so much in my estimation. Oh, yeah, so, like, like, after Saturday, like, like, unbelievable. Yeah, like, what Praetorian of Dawn as well. Like, yeah, Dawn, Dawn, most of Praetorian of Dawn, well. Dawn, I was like, eh, I could take a leave. He's mean to Garrow. I, I, I love Garrow. <laughs> <laughs> <And then, like, laughs> so, you know, I can never forgive him for yeah. that. But, uh, <laughs> but then, but then, Something happens with Alpharius, and uh, <laughs> you're just. I mean, it's it's a it's an epic moment of yeah. it's a properly epic moment of the heresy when he like like when he picks out Alpharius, mm. y- you're just like oh shit yeah like and so sorry carry on I was interested so <laughs> no I mean all of those things are, yeah. are correct um, but to be honest, Dawn never actually stood out to me very much as mm. like one of my favourites. My favourite Primark actually is uh, Loyalist Fulgrim. Oh, interesting. Genuinely, because like, it really bothers me as well. Like, um, so which book pro- do you think of when you think of Loyalist Fulgrim? So yeah, when I think of Loyalist Fulgrim, I think of the Palatine Phoenix, Palatine Phoenix. which is his uh, Primark novel, which is genuinely one of my top five favorite books ever. Not like favorite Warhammer book, but favorite book. Who is it? Is it Graham McNeil? No, no, no. It's uh, I think it's Josh Reynolds, okay. and he is just a phenomenal author. I love him. I think they've just sort of like given him the Emperor's Children because I think he did a bunch of the. Um, Fabius Barn levels as well, but he's yeah. he's just they're, a, they're great. Yeah, they're so good. But he is just like really a good. fantastically funny author as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but his portrayal of Fulgrim in that, I was Christ. I remember I was actually in bed with a girl, and she'd come over for the first time. Name drop. 
and I was <laughs> literally like I had to whip out my Kindle and start reading a little bit because I was just, like so engrossed with this book. And she was like, "What are you doing?" I'm just like, <laughs> I, "I've just got to trust me. I've just got to finish the chapter." And she's like, "Really, really?" Taking not seeing her anymore. <laughs> I am not. I think no, really, really, she's, really, she's actually, really, um, she's really. actually engaged to someone else now. So she did pretty well out of it. Name so. dropped. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So Fulgrim is definitely my my absolute like but top favorite. Has Dawn grown in your estimation since you started collecting the fists? Or no? <laughs> well, actually, okay. No. He has, but only because of Saturnine. Yeah, like his betrayal of Saturnine. So coincidentally, just, he has coincidentally, but yes, because. but not because I play fists. Sure. And I, I think the Imperial fists, a lot of their lore actually has some very serious deficiencies. I think as really? a, yeah, as a first founding chapter, I think they're very underwritten in a lot of ways. Is that especially deliberate? Because as everybody jokes about in the 40k, and it is true, so many of the successor chapters come from ultra reason Imperial Fist. Do you yeah. think they yeah. left Imperial Fist deliberately, kind of bland, so they could just draw so many from them? No, I think they just felt too, felt yeah. too cracks. Yeah, and I think part of it as well as some authors. I mean, for example, if you take Black Legion before Aaron Dempsey mm. Bowden got to them. They were in no books. I mean, they were in the um, the Pharos follow up. Um, sorry, the Pythos, the, the Damnation of Pythos. Um, what a shit book. Yep, they were in that. They were in um, Gordon Rennie's uh, Battlefleet Gothic series. Uh, well, it's two books: Execution Hour and Shadow Point. I, I feel like they just don't really even come on. They haven't come on a style they want to write for them. Because we, yeah. you, we were talking about what was that book with the. Primaris Librarian. Oh my fucking god! Fist of the Imperium. Yeah. What a shit I, book. I've not heard of that I, one. Don't read it. Black it's Library. The you worst. do a good job. Sorry. Just <laughs> um, okay. Black Library doing a phenomenal job for a lot of things, but Fist At of times. the Imperium was the fucking worst piece of literature I've ever read in my entire life. I'm I cannot describe yeah. to you. I'll sit. Wait. <laughs> hang on. Reza, can you can you pull up the? Uh, That's gonna the, be the title for this podcast. <laughs> genuinely. So I. Life there's a review. There's a review. Is the worst on, piece of shit. <laughs> on Goodreads, there's a review for this book, and it sums up literally everything I have to say about this is that fucking piece of shit. I love how he saves on his phone. Okay. It's genuinely awful in every conceivable right. literary way. So, so, is, is there anything <laughs> about the fist then that you kind of think? that is interesting and you wish they expanded upon yes there's, there's a lot about the fist i wish they expanded on and a really good example of that is uh what's that book it's got the raven guard the white scar and the imperial fist lieutenant oh it's in it's one of the conquest books yeah it's one of the conquest books <laughs> so <laughs> i'm not sorry i've not read sons of dawn but and again apologies if any black library authors re, uh, listen to this podcast Bland, one-dimensional, and frankly unlikable space marine characters once again typify Clark's Imperial Fist to the degree that it makes Sons of Dawn by Christopher Robertson look like the heights of literature. <laughs> so, is that a par? Is that a cuss? I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm not it's ready. a cuss. Alex, did you feel good after you sent that? Like, <laughs> oh my god, awful. But, uh, but it's, I, don't, I can't remember the title of it, but it's in one of the Congress books, so mm. it has multiple books in that novel. Uh, yeah, it does, because later on there's a one... Um, well, in that book I read, it had later on a, a Space Wolf story. Oh, we must have read different ones because I just read that novelization. Oh. And no, it was my, my that one story. had a few stories, but the, the story in it is quite cool and it really mm. depicts it's... what an uh, Imperial Fish should be about because mm. there was, he's a lieutenant, primary lieutenant. He, he was in charge of a, a force that had a Raven Guard captain and a White Scars captain. And they wrote the White Scars and the Raven Guard really Beautiful. well in those books as well. Mm. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, what they, what they really delve into there um, with Imperial Fists is their mindset compared to the other first founding legions 
so you've got, for example, the the white scar. Sorry, it's just like massive spoilers for this book. Yeah. Um, the that we white don't scar. know the name of. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, white scars are the Roman kind of crazy thing. What's the di- what's the what's the difference between uh, an imperial fist and an ultramarine? That's that's the big one for me because like the problem is they seem too similar. So you you actually come up against a really interesting thing in that I don't think I've ever really read an interaction between an ultramarine and an imperial fist. There's like, going to be one in the scouring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. But like, that's no, the thing. I don't like your book. <laughs> but this is the thing. He basically gives that review. Yeah, book. But like, the what's thing. the difference between Dawn and Gulliman then? Gulliman's better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but genuinely, like as an Imperial Fist player, yeah. I actually prefer Gilliman, and one of the reasons I prefer Gilliman, and like he's really Josh good, or Hipster really will well back me up on this, yeah. he's so well written over yeah. such a diverse. Well, the books I've read, he's just so human. Yeah. Where Dawn exactly. kind of comes across a bit like with the books. I've not really read many of Dawn, but yeah. he comes a bit like a robot. But, uh, but that's why it's most, int- and that's why I think Dawn's probably growing your estimations since you read Saturnine because. It's when he starts fraying and when that kind of stoicism mm. starts getting yeah. worn away. Yeah, yeah. You, you do get some vulnerability in it. And you kill the layers. From him. Like, I, think, I think the relationship between him and Sigismund kind of oh, typify Sigi, that. Yeah. Because that, what will happen there, like where, where that will go, kind of will signify whether... Because that's the way people love Gilliman, like you say, is because he actually grows as a character. Yeah. And, and Dawn, outside of just going yeah. gradually and gradually insane as the, the siege goes on yeah. um this is the thing really imperial fists haven't had enough written about them to have any of that development and i, I said I, I think the same about the, the line the problem with the line is that exactly the line goes the, the line goes through books and you think would learn learn something and then you start the next book and he hasn't le- learned anything it's like, <laughs> why did i even read that <laughs> like <laughs> well talk about the line yeah do you want to tell us about your your hobby origins? Um, yeah, uh, actually, let's do Karim. Let's let's do you first. Um, sure. Um, so I started pretty young. I started when I was seven years old, um, and my buddy uh, Al popped into school with Battle from Macrag, uh, which is the fourth edition box set with the Marines from it, and he was like, "Look at these!" And we were the nerdy kids in our uh, primary school class, so you know we liked Star Wars. Um, and this is when Lord of the Rings was coming out in, uh, in cinemas, I believe. Or I can't remember. It's when the prequel trilogy. So it's um, like 2001, 2002. Yeah, so it was after Attack of the Clones before um, Revenge of the Sith. Um, and uh, he was like, yeah, I've got these guys who are superhuman warriors, defenders of humanity, ETC, went into the fluff explanation. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then one of my other friends got some stuff and one of my other friends. So I went into Games Workshop Croydon, big up. And um, <laughs> I was like... So my friends told me Space Marines are like sick. Can you give me something that's like a Space Marine, but stronger so he can beat him and cooler? And he's like, <laughs> I have literally just the thing. And he got a box of Kong Berserkers off the shelf. <laughs> and my dad liked it because at name the drop. time, uh, and then <laughs> sh- shout out to Poppy. Um, it was 12 for 18 pounds, I think. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Um, I love those prices now. <laughs> what, what happens to this economy, man? Uh, right. um, so he was like, yeah, it's great. You know, it's great. It's economical. Uh, we had the rest of this nonsense. Um, so I went home with the Corn Berserkers and I've collected a form of chaos in every game I play since, apart from Blood Bowl. And, and I feel bad about playing Elves and Blood Bowl. But, um, so Why I, do you play Elves and Blood Bowl? Because... Um, I'm, I'm a gamey bastard. <laughs> uh, I play pro elves, elven union, so not delves or wood elves, so it could be worse. Um, dark elves or wood elves. But um, to be fair, next Blood Bowl season, I'll probably play um, Chaos Pact. 
But um, yeah, so, and then I got a Baden for my eighth birthday. So I painted up the Corn Berserk as World Eaters because that's what's on the box, right? When you're a kid, uh, that's what you do. But I got a Baden for my eighth birthday um, from Al again, shout out. Um, uh, name drop. And um, <laughs> a Baden at the time could only be played in 2,000 point games and over. And I had a squad of Berserkers, one bike and five Chaos Marines. <laughs> but I played them anyway. Um, and then I had to repaint everything Black Legion uh, and I painted over my existing <laughs> Very <dramatic>. job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I left the helmets red because, you know, Hounds yeah, yeah. of Abaddon. Um, but yeah, they changed their loyalties. Um, and I probably played up until my early teenage years. Um, do you still have those berserkers? I do. Uh, awesome. I can, uh, you know, I don't know if we can post pictures in the show notes. They look fucking dreadful. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I, I think what happened is you heard they were going to get two wounds 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. And you power gamer, mate. That's, it, that's your problem. Guilty. <laughs> Cuff me. Same cell tonight, please, officer. Um, but no, so much, yeah, it was much like Alex. It was like uh, living in London. It was something safe that we could go and do. Um, I had a brother who's uh, 18 months older than me and he thought it was super nerdy, but my mum would be like him. No, Kareem can only go to Games Workshop you know, via public transport if you go with him because he was like 10. Um, so he's slightly more responsible. Um, so we used to go down to the Games Workshop youth sessions, play till I was in my early teens. And then I, it's you a know... a game. Yeah. Well, I... I, well, I, I <laughs> yeah, it was a single game and um, I, it transcended editions. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I stopped uh, during fifth, um, a little bit after fifth came out. Uh, then I... You know, discovered being a legend, uh, <laughs> and just going out, um, rugby and girls, girls and yeah, yeah, playing a lot of rugby, and then, um, and you know, and part part of it, I, I, it was, you know, I didn't get bullied out of it. Yeah, we haven't spoken about rugby at all, but yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've I played rugby my whole life, and it's kind of yeah, but we can go, we can talk about off air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think the question that I love asking people like you is mm-hmm. like, so I want. Two, two rules from you. So one from the, all the editions that you've played mm-hmm. that you thought was fucking nuts and like it's just crazy that exists in the game. And then the second one is, is there any rule from the previous editions you would love to bring in to ninth edition in some form? Yeah, so um, a rule that's nuts. Can it be the same rule for both? Um, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've spoken that before, which is <laughs> um, a masochist, yeah. Abaddon's <laughs> old Trachnian rule. Oh no, what's this? Um, so it used to be a single attack and if it hit and wounded um, I don't think your opponent can make saves and it just instantly killed them (laughs) 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 and against the vehicle it would score a single penetrating hit and back in old editions that could you know just one shot a land raider (laughs) you know you just roll up a single penetrating hit so on a 5 it's destroyed on a 6 it explodes I think 4s are mobilised that's only weapon destroyed 2 crew stunned 1 crew shaken that's so funny God, wow. I remember that after about 10 years, but... Um, Jeez. That sounds Gosh, so different to now. When you got that Abaddon mod, I meant you were eight years old. Yeah. But, like, did you think, wow, this is an incredible... Because, obviously, he got a hell of a glow up, didn't he? Yeah, a hell of a um, glow up. <laughs> but, like, did you think this was an incredible model, or did you think... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. Mean, that, every, it was, you know, it was super old stuff back then. Um, so, you know, again, it's all comparative. I mean, that this is before the plastic... Term, or it was just when plastic terminators were coming around. Um, so yeah, these kits were super ugly, and he looked comparatively <laughs> cool. And again, because you're a kid, your imagination is is there. Yeah. And um, and his arms didn't stay on the model at all. <laughs> so much green stuff and plastic. And this is uh, before we knew what blue. pinning was. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, still I don't know what pinning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, I stopped playing and then got to university. Still a legend. Um, <laughs> still playing a lot of rugby. And then um, I signed on to do my master's and I was at the University of Nottingham uh, doing my master's. Oh, I can philosophy. see where this is going. Name <laughs> drop. Yeah, uh, name drop. And um, I got a fairly gnarly shoulder injury, um, which had me out for a bit and I needed a little bit of surgery to sort, of sort it. So I couldn't really play. And then I was kind of like, well, I live a five minute walk away from Warhammer World. <laughs> and I tried to play uh, at uni once before I brought some stuff up and then, um, you know, not, I didn't get bullied out of it. But my mate was like, that's literally the least cool thing you can do right now. And I was like, yeah, fair. <laughs> um, ironically, those friends are, are now starting to play for the first, they've been messaging me past couple of weeks, the rugby boys I used to live with, um, asking what armies they're, I had recommendations for him. That's me loads of questions. What position did you play just out of interest? Uh, so prop and number eight for most of my I life. I see why you have no shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rich, were you a back? Yeah, I was a, a, I'm a wing or full, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wing or full back, so. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm the quick guy on the, the, the edge of the pitch and Cream does all the hard work and gives me the ball and I go score. Yeah, mate, I love a scrum. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've, my younger brother plays rugby um, and he's a much better player than me. He's going to love that if he listens to this far. <laughs> um, but he, he's in—he's a, a prop, and he'd be in the in the scrum. And I'd be like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm just there, like waiting for the ball, looking at the, the side of the pitch. Maybe make that should be fair. I'm, I'm quite a good tackler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but saying that, my earlier conversation, Warhammer's really filled that gap for me. Like yeah. not being able to play rugby anymore, having Warhammer—that's like mm. yeah, massive. Dude, I had exactly the same because I had, because of chronic illness and stuff. I had to give up fencing, rock climbing, and the gym, and so like there was literally this massive hole in my life that I just needed to fill in some way and yeah Warhammer absolutely did that yeah and I think um, a big part of it is uh, so I, I started to get back, back back into it and the social element is so great because mm. so Warhammer World was my local literally a five minute walk away and there's a group there awesome group of folks called the Bugman Bandits because um, Bugman's Bar is the name of the um, pub restaurant they've got there so I played with Bugman's Bandits for you know uh, the last bit of 8th edition then came back to London and the fun and fluff, uh, so what would be almost two years ago now, um, two days after I had, uh, I came back to London was my first experience with the Guild. Um, and yeah, that was sort of my journey fully fully back into it. Um, and why Black Legion? Because I got banned for my eighth birthday. Have you ever, <laughs> Dark Angels jokes notwithstanding, have you ever been tempted by any non-Chaos faction? Um, yeah, I, I sometimes you know I'll and again it's because I'm a massive so I clearly de- demarcate my fluffy stuff and my competitive stuff, um, and I I love the fluff and you know I'm up to date with heresy, I've read far too much Black Library and um, you know I sometimes if you're beating me, uh, I'm not sure I've been pretty slow recently I've hit the I've been trying to get through the Priest of Mars books by Graham McNeil. Ooh, I'm not there. I'm halfway but... through the first one, um, and I've also been keeping up with the serialization of. Fire and Fury, um, uh, the James Swallow sisters book, which is in White Dwarf currently. Oh yeah, they're releasing a chapter a month. So I think Cream wins. Possibly. <laughs> so like the reason I say this is because I've. Um, do you, have you heard of Goodreads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I on my Goodreads I keep a separate thing with all the Warhammer books I've read, and including omnibuses, um, I'm up to 125 books. That's the a lot. Books. And because of the omnibuses, if you like separate those out, it's probably got 160. Yeah, so I think that's probably more than me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, I did it recently. I actually thought Name about doing that recently. Because, um, <laughs> all short stories, though, guys. Yeah, all, all, all novellas. You actually can't read. And some of actually fanfics, which you throw. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it's all just pictures. <laughs> no, but um, 
Yeah, I made a list actually of all the video games I've ever played and what I've completed in my memory. Oh, um, wow. Just to see what my gaps were. Because um, I was curious. Um, <laughs> so yeah, maybe I'll do the same for 40k books. Take, I, again, I'd probably miss some, just racking the brains, but it'd be fun. You should do it. Um, but yeah, I, I, to echo the sentiments earlier, um, one of the great things about Warhammer is that it plugs the sort of the social gap that you get from a sports team, whatever. And I think it's funny that a lot of people I've um, met at the guild or who help run things do have that sort of background um, because it is very much run as community first and foremost a community joint over a, uh, a shared uh, interest that's weird thing to say yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> Matt Black Lambos um, but like rugby is a very social sport oh yeah absolutely it's weird to have a comparison but then you there's can't also not talk in a scrum like, <laughs> <laughs> it's attached to the other prop plenty you can do in a scrum yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> But well, then, then it also like <laughs> it, it, it pulls at the competitive strings as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, it's something which you can either have a really chilled out game, um, like Matt Hunter, one of my old friends, used to, uh, I used to, well, I used to egg him on because I'm pretty bad. But um, to <laughs> neck a pint for every one of his games at Warhammer World during tournaments, like, at the start of the game and after his game. Um, I would like to say that Matt Hunter is still alive. <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> bringing on. Um, <laughs> it's about life not too great, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say that that that, that kid loves a pint, but um, <laughs> but well, he's back in Oz now, um, which sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's there's so many bits of it because talking about the the health aspect of it, it's it's nice to have something that's so tactile because when you play computer games or whatever online there is a sort of barrier from um, your friends and it's a barrier from your achievements as well. I mean, even hitting like, you know, masters on league or um, hitting like, or getting a really high rank in a game. Mm. Uh, it is awesome. Whereas with Warhammer, because you can actually touch it and you can see it and it's something physical, that element of tangibility, I think, and the immediacy of like the fruits of your labor really adds a really interesting oh, aspect see, especially it. with like yeah. those games your rank resets well to be fair this is exactly the same that i have with my relationship with computer games because like i have always been a massive computer gamer consoles admittedly but still um, yeah, we're nerds of every shade here like yeah we love exactly. all nerdy stuff I don't, I don't really count myself like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the thing. I don't like, even play Warhammer. I just <laughs> it's all for you guys. Yeah. But yeah, so like my, my relationship with computer games like radically changed over time because like as, as I sort of grew up and had less and less time, I was beginning to think to myself like, oh, like what's the point for me in playing Call of Duty online for like three hours? Like, what have I got at the end of it, except for it's now six o'clock as opposed to three o'clock? Yeah, not whereas, as good as me. Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, like, whereas if I'm painting Warhammer, for example, three hours later, look, this is what I made, kind of thing. Yeah, and um, I mean, I spoke about this edge a little bit on the break. It's a weird metric to measure success by, but it does feel good um, finishing an army or finishing a unit. And, you know, if you've got one of those really tough days where... Mm nothing seems to be going right you're like well at least this week i finished i've yeah. got some base coats down or you know it's it's small achievements um though having said that i don't think we should also invalidate stuff like computer games because it's not tangible like mm. might sound like i was doing that earlier but i there is obviously definite um value to having an experience and going through um whether that's gaming or whatever um, well so actually a really good point to this is um like what we were doing over lockdown with call of duty 
Like we played like Battlefield Bermondsey, we played Call of Duty together every single day in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was one of the ways we maintained being social. Yeah. And that's how these guys actually met Winters. Name drop. Name drop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I then learned and I got my yeah, no, we amazing did, nickname. We did, I mean, House Party did a lot for us. I'm pretty mm. certain they've sold our data to Chinese scammers, but <laughs> like it, 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 it <laughs> absolutely, it, it did do so much mm. for like, so you're right. Like I, I, I spoke to you guys more than I've ever spoken to anyone ever. Like it was, um, yeah, it was so much. Like I, um, the person I, I talk to the most is, is a guy called AJ. Shout out to AJ. Um, congratulations on the baby, by the way, as well. Oh, uh, name drop. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like we talk every day. Mm-hmm. We talk. We talk so much every day, and it's yeah. like you just like like yeah. Like I just. Uh, like my friends who don't play Warhammer, like they're so shocked that like I talk and spend so much time with you guys. Like well, it's, you know the Gears mm. of War team I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So I, I play. We were competitive back in when I was year ten at school. So how old are you then? Fifteen, fourteen. Yeah. I'm still friends with them now, and we talk and play games together now. And I'm twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny actually. You, you mentioned about like how you have that idea of completing something in a day and you guys mentioned with the mental Ill, um, with the uh, uh, yeah, chronic, chronic illness, illness. Yeah. sorry different well mental illness <laughs> is part of I it mean, you're, you're, uh, to be fair I've met you I, I wouldn't put mental illness <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like so in the thing, but like you are right because like you know the Hobbit as a community as Warhammer community and I, I'm not I'm actually not a massive gamer um, but as compared to the other communities I've been in in my life I would say, and admittedly it's a bit to do with the times, but the Warhammer community is incredibly good at talking about mental health for mm-hmm. Arby. It's so like it's so good. Like I I've had so many conversations with people mm-hmm. uh, about mental health and like winters is a huge part of that, mm-hmm. admittedly. But um like yeah, and like and I think that's it. It's because like we all have those days and even if like I, I don't particularly suffer, but like we all have those days where you feel like fucking crap. Mm-hmm. And like if you've done one thing, you paid one guy, like that's a big it's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think um talking about our own like personal journeys and we haven't done ed yet but quickly um i think we've definitely not gone judy um but you you do want to make a community better than the way you've entered it and mm. i think that's something we've tried to do uh so for those who don't know me i help run the london wargaming guild which is the club these guys have spoken about a bit um and i curate a couple of online communities whatever um and i think you know it's you can make such a difference by trying to make a positive com- uh, community. And it is tough. Like the, the internet can be a really toxic place and it feels <laughs> yeah. like it's getting more toxic, the internet as a whole, mm. as I've got older. Maybe I'm just paying too much attention to Facebook comments. Um, <laughs> Sorry about this. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, it's, uh, it's, under every photo. <laughs> God, Ed. Interesting God at that, that point because the, both the tournaments I've been to with the London Wargaming Guild, both of them have had big parts of it do, um, raising money for Mind Cherry. Yeah. Uh, which, is something which has been amazing. frustrating that we haven't been able to do and we I know a couple of people have reached out to me quite recently about doing some more work for them um, so we were thinking of doing so you know Nova Open have their charity foundation yeah um, obviously that's stateside so we're wondering if there's um, op- an opportunity to do something a bit smaller here because I mean historically we've been sponsored by people like Seed Studios um, and obviously there's loads of great com- uh, pains in the community like you know War Hipster and whatever so mm-hmm. um Maybe that's something we'll try and do over this uh, potential next lockdown. Or um, well, me and Peter have, uh, have had odd conversations about stuff because through where I work, we do match funding. But um, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, actually, on the tournament thing, I have, I have a, a question for you guys. 
the answer is probably no, but I'm just curious because one of the things that GW kind of announced at the start of ninth was that they were going to take a bit of a, a much more interest in the competitive scene. And we've kind of seen a bit of that this week with the announcement of Nick Nanavati's face. And, Meta uh, yeah. <laughs> Meta well, yeah. yeah. And so have they reached out to like you guys, for example, and been like, we want to be involved with the tournaments? Uh, no, not yet. And so in terms of how it's been done, they basically, they, on their Warhammer community site, they have a calendar of upcoming events where they'll host an event regardless of size. They'll also support the event with prizes if you're, I think it's over 105 attendees. That's so awesome. the wow. super majors. A lot of 106. <laughs> yeah. um, well, so it's, it's mostly the super majors. I mean, you'll have some of the smaller majors, but your LGT and LVO, Nova, yeah. um, what's the one in Chicago called? Adepticon. Oh, yeah. Um, they're mostly and obviously they hired Mike Brandt um, who is who was previously the head honcho of 40k at, uh, at Nova um, and he was obviously highly involved in the IT independent tournament circuit um, but in terms of actual engagement between games workshops and clubs it's not really happened um, I think there was a bit of a backlash because they they previously helped out a little bit with the LGT which is run by an old guild member Zach and then two years ago, there's the whole um, terrain issue they had where the terrain wasn't amazing. It was chunks of polystyrene. Mm -mm, that was um, a whole drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Wait, oh, yeah. Reza won't know any of this. Do you, oh. want, to, do you want to explain that? Um, so this is actually how I found out about the guild. <laughs> <laughs> because um, at LGT, uh, which is the London Grand Tournament, um, it was... Uh, they wanted standardized uniform terrain. So they ended up using um, some cut foam um, that were cut into to be line of sight blocking L shapes ETC but they were unpainted so they essentially had um, lumps of foam on the table which was very unsightly and given the price people pay for their tickets um, <laughs> they expect better and better was delivered in 2019 I mean the tournament was the, I, I didn't have the opportunity to go um, but the I imagine uh, a lot of people didn't go back <laughs> yeah uh, well yeah but the, the terrain was wonderful and I actually found out about the guild because someone commented on saying ha well we have better terrain at the guild um, so and I replied, this? what's that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the great, I mean, we're across platforms now, you know, we've got like maybe two, 3,000 members, uh, probably nearing three. And a big part of that has actually been, well, a portion of that's been helped by the guys at Games Workshop Tottenham Court Road, mm. um, who have used to play down with us. And uh, they've been great. For example, they gave Pete, our founder, um, some Marines to take to BBC Radio. Uh, two when he went to talk about Warhammer on it last year and um, they've you know the amount of new players we get where I say oh how'd you hear about us and they go oh well the guys at Games Workshop recommended you I heard about it yeah there's an informal there's an informal relationship there and they're really wonderful um, but you know in terms of actual community outreach that's something I'd love to see more um, something which I'd hope to see more as well do you think there's a I just I just, I just assume everybody in London plays uh, sorry plays with the LWG um, oh no, no not at all I mean you've got and you know if we're going to talk about making the community better I can shout out some great other clubs um, oh really Hate um, <laughs> <laughs> which again is an ironic name as uh, for the Hackney area tabletop enthusiasts um, I've not had the chance to play down but you hear nothing but great things about them there, there's a couple of there's quite a few actually members at the guild who play down there and vice versa I think they're in Bethnal Green or Hackney area I know the uh, table uh, the independent characters guys play down there when they come. Um, Do they? Yep. Uh, oh. I think it's just the ones that Adan and Carl played with them, I believe. Um, awesome. 
So they're, they're, they're really great. And London's such a big place. There's so many gamers. Like, lots of guys at Badminton have never played through the guild. Um, huh. That's true. Um, yeah, Badminton does do it's quite a good job of its own little community, I guess. Yeah, it? and it, it caters south of the river really well. Um, mm. And that's because we're, again, the guild community. So we have nights which we host at our place in Covent Garden on Mondays and Tuesdays. We host Wednesday, we help host night Wednesdays at Bad Moon. We do all our tournaments at Dark Sphere. Mm. We do stuff at Rule Zero, um, which is um, up, uh, which is quite East London. Um, uh, they're like, they're more of a small format of stuff. So we do Blood Bowl and More Time and stuff there. Um, so we've got it, again, we ju we're just trying to give people an excuse to roll dice um, in a positive environment, um, which is fun. That's awesome, great to hear. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up with my story then of how I got into puppy. Um, I don't have any any tragedy really. I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, I, I actually I actually have a pretty perfect body. Um, that's not not me. That was that's my mum's description. So uh, you know that's it's pretty good. So no, nothing. It's there. nice to look at. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So our, our, my sleeper agent story is certainly one of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I love the sleeper. Agent. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. So uh, the Battle for Middle Earth magazines, which is actually a surprisingly common um, starting point for a lot of people. Um, I remember thinking when I first saw Conquest, like, why would they sell parts of the, the Space Marines and Death Guard kits so cheap? And then I met lots of people like quickly afterwards who all got into the hobby through Battle for Middle Earth. So it, it, does, it will pay off one day that they've kind of got a lot of people excited about it um, when, they're, when they're adults. So uh, yeah, that was how I got into it. And, and I, it was my birthday when we first got, when we got, when we got the first magazine. Um, so I got to play good and my brother had to play bad uh, in Lord of the Rings um, thanks Will thanks for that and then I actually got funnily enough I actually got gifted someone's space marine army it was a small army but I was the dickhead who took it and uh, I'm still friends with that guy actually he, he, he now plays Death Corps of Creed shout out to Connor name drop and uh but yes, he gave me a small selection of um, ultramarines and I repainted them a size of the Emperor. Size of the Emperor is one of the best schemes. Great chapters. One yeah, of the right best thing. schemes in 40k. And, Hard to uh, also. Yeah, eight-year-old me did not do it any justice at all. Well, uh, actually, do, you, do you want to explain what the scheme is? Well, this, this, the scheme is, yeah, the scheme is a yellow torso and then a black legs and arms um, and then the, the, the sides, there's two yellow sides on the on the arm all and notoriously easy colors to paint yeah <laughs> and yes it's yeah very very tough to do uh, and yeah like i said i i absolutely butchered it and it's funny that like, because then i came back into the hobby and they were in the codex when i when I, I just picked one of the chapters from the codex i just thought it was a really nice scheme and i came back to the hobby and they're like a pretty big deal now they're not they're not mm. founding legion but they are founding chapter but they are certainly they're successors of the ultramarines yeah pretty yeah. big deal and obviously they've got a, a, lot, a big chunk of law they have, a, they have two books they're yeah. in the belisarius cool book like it's, yeah. it's the, they're mentioned in uh, gathering storm of, like you occasionally have like chapters you don't see very frequently but i always love seeing them on the tabletop yeah. oh yeah sides are up there howling griffins as well and yeah but actually talking about howling griffins have you seen um from dz tv Morty and john name drop yeah, yeah. so what's, what's dc tv <laughs> so Morty and john i mean i will put my phone to show you like he's just started essentially howling griffins army and what regiment is he like <laughs> <laughs> so, it's actually ironic the name yeah he hates mordians oh yeah uh hang on deployment zone so yeah like for those of you who don't know the howling griffins is a quartered scheme so it's uh to uh, like upper left corner and dead yeah lower like corner, diagonal like, yeah diagonal like red red yellow what yellow founding chapter uh so i think they're ultramarine successor yeah. so shock I mean, 
Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Why does everybody yeah, hate it's beautiful. Just like, yeah. Wait, so were, were your sides, did you make the decision to paint them the sides or was they already some of them? No, so they were actually painted as ultramarines. Nice. And, and then I... Did you strip or paint nope. over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, I did not look that far ahead. So, I, yeah, I just painted over the blue... Uh, with the uh, black and yellow. I like how that's a shared theme of the origin stories. <laughs> Repainting armies without stripping, just slapping the paint on. And it, it, it was funny because I, I actually still have, I actually still have those models. And <coughs> like a, a, a year or so ago, I actually stripped them to run them as, uh, it was my dark angels. Cause I was, you know, I was like, you know, I'm probably gonna need some non-primaries. find the blue paint underneath? I, so yeah, I literally so stripped the black and yellow and then oh, got wow. to the blue and then stripped the blue and now they're green which is, is the best colour. He's we know. working his way through the colours. <laughs> yeah. <slowly. laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I, yeah, so I, yeah, it's carrying on the story. So yeah, but that, that was my, and I did um, uh, Size the Emperor and then the first, and I was kind of, I, I kind of like Space Marines, but when I went to the shop, to the Games Workshop, uh, like just before my like next birthday to get some more, I just saw the towel and I was just so, excited by them i just i just they just were so cool to me and I, it wasn't a, I, I, it wasn't a gundam thing I, I don't really have much anime influence in my in my childhood but i just thought they were so cool if for me it's that kind of like it's that kind of iron man feel yeah. it's this mm. it's just this idea of like these guys cannot fight toe-to-toe with the space marines but you put them in a crisis suit and then you know let's let's fucking go the space um, yeah. yeah and it's just <laughs> like so you know, th- th- you know th- cinematically in your head crisis suits are so cool like as a kid but they come across really well in the books as well the yeah, way they mm, fight in the suits exa- it's, exactly. it's proper Iron Man Gundam wing the way they fly yeah, in yeah. pow 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 and then just fuck off yeah. somewhere pow, pow. Yeah. I'll tell you like, Tower should be uh, one of the books that Tower come off really well in is surprisingly um, you guys read any of the Caiaphas Cain books one of my no one of my omissions never read a Caiaphas Cain uh, they get very samey and shit after a while but like some of them are incredible especially the early ones and uh, the Tau come out very well from that because, like, the description of Tau technology from the perspective of like a guardsman, mm-hmm. super interesting because, like, it talks about them looking at Tau technology or Tau battle suits and going, they move wrong mm. because they're too fluid because they're just That's actually, better engineered. It's funny you say that. So, like, one of the one of the big kind of. Uh, implication um one of the big technologies that the tau use against the space marines in the damocles crusade is they have robotic space marines and then that's how they tell that's how they tell that they're not well they're, they're in like a tau formation instead of a instead of a space marine formation so i don't th- i think it's uh not okay it's a precarious the captain of the whatever is the ninth eighth company now and he was like they don't look they don't they, they look like they're moving too well and so then <laughs> yeah. nice that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. But, I need to read that. Yeah, that's, it's funny you said that the, the Tau books are... Because I, I generally listen to the Horus Heresy and then I read the Tau books because Tau aren't important enough to actually get audio, audio books. <laughs> so, like, and it, it's so funny to me because, like, they are so different. Obviously, because, you know, the... the um, uh, the Horus Heresy is so dark and grim dark, and it's not that there isn't grim, grim darkness in the in the Tau Empire. But in, when you read the Tau books, because a lot of the reading the Tau, it's like, how the fuck are these guys going to survive? Like they're so outmatched, but there's so much naivety there, and like the way they the way they approach each challenge, Tau are actually really interesting to read a lot of stuff. So Farsight is a really great character. That's the one book I've read where he yeah. where he first painted his suit red. Right, it's so cool the way he kind of went about it. And, yeah. 
he was fighting orcs or something and yeah. then like his mentor so uh, in, yeah in, in that book for example the way he fights orcs and he comes up with the book of the beast and he actually like he does things that like the imperium just doesn't understand he actually works to like understand how the wire works and he uses that against orcs yeah. and he like manipulates them to attack him when they shouldn't That's and so then he had an epic cool. fight with the war boss that his suit broke so he then jumped into a broadside yeah. suit and like hit the guy with the gun it was kind of cool <laughs> and, it's, and, it's like, it's, and again it's like that Iron Man thing it's like so like you know when Iron Man is fighting Thanos and Thanos is out of his range but Iron Man is so smart that he can like adapt, he can adapt and yeah. do mm-hmm. like Farsight is like that so Farsight one of the massive spoilers one of like his, his the coolest things he does is he, he pilots like a um like a uh, an alpha test of the cold star suit and he <laughs> he literally flies from the tau super ship to um the scars of the battles the scars some space marine chapter mm-hmm. and uh and he goes into their ship and he and, and he figures out how to destroy the warp drive but obviously he has no idea what the fuck he's doing he just he just can understand things quickly and eventually like obviously when he breaks the Galafield, all these demons turn up and he's Should like thinking of. Yeah, and he's like wow this, these 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 Gueron shark eat really weird pets like this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is very crazy and so it's like they're so fun to they're so like mm. when you Tau get a Tau get a bad rep because they've had fucking horrific rules and they're just mm. bad rules but like they are actually really interesting to read and they're such a they they do fit they do they do fit a, a position that no one else in the um in, in the in the in the, in the, in the setting really setting, kind of yeah. takes like if you like Perturabo when he takes down Angron like if you like that kind of thing you'll love Tau which is a great scene yeah, yeah. you 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 will love Tau yeah. so it's that's kind of cool yeah um, they, they represent awesome logic wait I've just had a um a brain fart who are the three pupils of our own so you've got Farsight no not Anvar it's no, uh, uh, Pure Tide Pure Tide sorry yeah. you've got Anvar Shadow Sun and, and Case Kais. Okay. Kais is the um the protagonist from the Fire Warrior game right Yes, he was. I mean, like it's, it wasn't like deliberately done Screaming for that. Raptors. But it, <laughs> but it was, like, yeah. but it was like they made that, and then I, th- I think because people liked that so much, and because people liked Dawn of War, they put him as one of the as one of the characters. He has been deliberately underwritten. Like he's like, mm-hmm. as in like they've left, they've just left lots of stuff mysterious. He, he is a gem they sit on that one day GW might release. Well, um, yeah. he's, saying this though. You've not read that one book that has. <laughs> there's what that your two biggest factions are Dark Angels <laughs> yeah. and Tau, and he's not read yeah. the single book it, that has Dark Angels it, and Tau in it. It is actually on Audible, <laughs> and the Lion book is out this weekend, so I will read. I will listen to that, but then after that, I, 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 that will be my next one. But uh, yeah, I mean, his his thing as well is so interesting because his is uh, it's called Mona, and it's like the way of the Lone Warrior kind of thing, and so it's like. It would be. It would be. I mean, it would be so cool to have an army themed around that, but I don't know how they would do it. Yeah, um, unless you did the um, the whole custodies thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> just just a hundred different fire warriors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just massive suits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, a couple of cool suits. But yeah, cool. so that's really cool. So then, uh, yeah, so I, I then took my break as we all did once we discovered girls and partying, cocaine and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then when I came back, I came back into Warhammer in Hong Kong as, as we discussed mm. on Forty K today. And uh, I took back, I actually saw the friend who gave me the Ultramarines and he was talking about Death Corps and he really liked them. And like, yeah, that sleep agent thing, just someone just went off in my head and I was like, I have to read more of this. And then I, I read Gathering Storm and I was like, God, this, this Gilliman guy seems important. And then, like and I, then, then I started reading Horace Harris and I was like, they fucking brought back Gilliman? That's incredible. <laughs> uh, and so I took i had my mum sent me out my kind of like start collecting of what tower that i had and i bought a bunch of tower stuff and 
then when I moved back to the UK, um, I was like, right, I'm starting a new army. And I started Ravenwing because <laughs> the lion was my favorite. And uh, yeah, and then I, I bought a lot of Dark Angels and I stripped this, my old size and painted them up. And Did you game out in Hong Kong out of interest? Uh, we, there weren't really tournaments. So we, there was like a mini tournament against Shenzhen that used to happen that kind of semi-frequently. And there were like a couple of small tournaments that like 30 people kind of, actually maybe even less, I can't remember now. Yeah, they were they were pretty small. But um, it, it was a really friendly scene. It, like you, you guys talked about with London being competitive earlier, like it wasn't a competitive place really at all. Um, yeah, people generally just just played really chill. Um, and it was coming back like London is you do notice it, it like the and it's not not necessarily a bad thing because I actually prefer competitive play generally, but uh, it is something you got to be prepared for. Well, it's a weird one because um, you know there's a whole build it and they'll come sort of idea, but um, mm. since we started because I think there was such a there was there was obviously a, a clear market for competitive uh, scenes, which is why all these awesome tournaments uh, can run uh, in such um, a packed schedule, but it's. The non-competitive stuff, which I'm always just surprised by like, success. Like we've had mm. Cross Blood and Dust and then our other Slogo sign up. We had almost like 200 sign-ups at one point across the two mm. of them. Um, and pe the people do love narrative as well, but I think it's just um, people tend to have to play narrative in their like sort of more narrative cliques, mm. whereas competitive requires you to sort of move around between tournaments and different groups to, um, to keep the meta fresh and whatever. Yeah. At I least think, here. But yeah. I mean, the thing I would say... Uh, between uh, more narrative play and more competitive play is it's much easier to have a more plug and play experience with competitive stuff than it is with narrative because yeah, so narrative to align expectations yeah and also with narrative it requires more of a conversation like, like beforehand yeah. Um, so yeah that's, that was one thing but like <laughs> interesting like I remember the story you told me of uh, like when your first game's back like uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what well, so when I first played at LWG, this is true. So when I played in Hong Kong, I only ever met one other person that played Dark Angels. And I'd seen like Dark Angels Chris, name drop. And I'd seen like Tabletop Tactics, name drop. Uh, they're like Ravenwing Force. And I was like, this is the coolest army. And no one no one plays this army. I've never seen it. It's a really rare army. Yeah. No one played. You felt like a snowflake. It was yeah. great. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I did. Pro and I, Tau was a very popular army. Now in Hong Kong, it was very popular too. And I was like, God, I'm going to have this really unique army. And everyone's going to think I'm so cool. And then I bought all this Ravenwing. And I went to... Um, um, seven dials for the first time and there were three games on and four of the players including me were Dark Angels players like there was a Dark Angels on Dark Angels game like <laughs> so, so, such a ridiculously popular um, faction and Ta and I, I, I used to Ta the really nice thing about Tower starting with is they're, they're, they're quite a I mean like obviously Richard Seeger played them so you could play them to an incredibly high level but to play to like an okay level they had quite a low skill threshold there wasn't much, too much to them compared to a lot of factions so the yeah I, I played them competitively and then I kind of played Dark Angels kind of for friendlies through through most of uh, um, most of 8th and then Marines went fucking nuts and then Dark Angels went nuts six months later and uh, and then ninth hit and I was like, right, I'm sick. All right, I've tried. I've worked. It's because I'm sick of winning. Yeah, no, no, no. It's because like I'd worked so hard to be a snowflake, and I'd fucked yeah. it up. And I was like, right, no, this time I'm being a snowflake. So I was like, right, what is an army that no one fucking plays? And then everyone was like, well, Gene Steeler Colts shit. And I was gonna like, <laughs> I'm doing Gene Steeler Colts, and uh, I fucking love Gene Steeler Colts. Everybody <laughs> should play Gene Steeler Colts because they are. 
like, but then you won't be a snowflake. Mm. Well, this is true. This is true. Okay, don't, don't play. I think <laughs> <laughs> they say that. They say that. I'll go Ash Militaro, which yeah. isn't halfway, but they, they, you know, they share some units. They say that, they don't know. They say that orc players get like that. Like, they, you know, orc, being an orc player is like, you know, like a crowning it's a achievement. Yeah, it's it? a lifestyle as well. Yeah. It's not a. Yeah, yeah. Well, they <laughs> have to talk thing. a certain way, don't they? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get. So they say orc players don't want orcs to be competitive because it's it would just make everybody play them <laughs> don't want that that'd be a really hard one though because it's like if you're a meta chaser you've got to paint up how many orc employees <laughs> well, that, that, well that's why people could that's why space we talked this before that's why space marines going to be good is so horrific and custodies being good and tau being good because mm. they actually uh, custodies and tau are actually two armies that you can kind of build the, the 2000 point army reasonably cheaply and they're already mm. prevalent yeah so uh, yeah mm. so it's, it's a problem it's a problem when those armies are good yeah, like like for Harlequins you mentioned earlier, Krim, like the Harlequins are super good right now. But even if there were tournaments on, you probably wouldn't see that many because bitch to paint and like, yeah. quite expensive. What's that thing you told me? I remember like when you first came back, uh, sort of one of the ways you realised there was such a step up in like the level of competition from Hong Kong. You're playing this game against someone. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm still salty about this to this day. So <laughs> like, oh, so I only played in Hong Kong, and everybody was super friendly in Hong Kong, and you generally just like discuss the game or whatever. And I came back to Hong Kong, and before I moved to London, I lived in Cambridge for a bit, and there was a, there was a club there. And I played a bunch of games there, and most people were really, really Ooh, nice. What's their name? I can't remember. Sorry, oh, I was going to hit them the name drops. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, Cambridge Warhammer Club. I, pl- I played this guy. And 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 I was my, it was my first game in England, and I was like, hi, I just moved to the UK, like yeah, looking for a friendly game. I've got Tau, and uh, I, I I play Tau, but I, I remember just saying like, I've got Tau, but I've got like a friendly list, and uh, and he was like, oh, okay, so right, I've got Admech, and I was like, okay, cool, you know, it was it'd be an interesting game, and so I t- I turn up, and he goes, uh, and he takes out three knights now he takes out the uh, castellan now interesting couple of things about the castellan you should know at this point a the castellan while some knights are in the uh, admet codex the castellan not in the fucking codex is in the knights codex and the castellan the best thing in the game at the time and house raven also one of the best things in the game at the time so he takes out a thousand points of the knight codex to have alongside admet so i was like okay so you actually only got a small amount of Admech. He then takes out his Admech and he's like, oh, do you mind if I don't play WYSIWYG? And I, ge- I actually generally don't mind if people don't play WYSIWYG. It's, I don't really, I, it's not a thing I, I'm particularly fussy on. I generally, I do try to, but like, uh, I don't mind if other people don't, if they're trying out different stuff. So I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And he was like, so these guns are not the guns they look like. They're the guns that uh, are better against fires. I was Tau and I was like okay cool and then everything was painted Mars and he went uh, and he went oh and by the way so I'm not playing as Mars I'm going to play as Stygies when I was against Tau and he like 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 I've seen some tablings in my time, but like fuck me, like like he absolutely. You know, like I, said, I, I brought like a friendly list. I had like three ghost kills in that list. I had like three devil but fish. One of the best models yeah. I've ever made in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, genuinely. And uh, and some I had like com- I had like Commander Farsight. And got the best bid. And honestly, and uh, like the funny thing was, it was it was how he behaved because he wiped like probably like eleven hundred points of my army turn one, mm-hmm. and then and then he went. You don't really like you're enjoying this, mate. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like Yeah, because you're a fucking cat. I was like, no. No, I'm not enjoying, enjoying this. And uh, yeah, and then turn two, obviously, you finished the job. And I was like, was cool. he apologetic Jesus. afterwards? No, not at all. 
There are those people. Like, no, I, like I was like, okay. So tell me who it is afterwards. I'll ban him. I'll just ban him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it, it was fucking savage. And I was like, playing in England is tough, man. Like, <laughs> messed you, my oh, friends. Like, yeah. like, I picked the wrong hobby. I don't, I don't like this anymore. But, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I did, I did kind of do a similar thing to, to Chewy <laughs> the other day. But to be fair, in my defense, he was talking shit like for a long time before that. He was he was trying to make this whole thing like um, you say, oh well, firstborn marines are clearly the best. I'm just like, would you care to put that to the test, son? <laughs> yeah, I, I tabled him twice. Yeah, they had one wound at that point. Yeah, yeah. This is this is pre pre codex. Not that they do much better against one up saves. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. I've entirely just I've just remembered something. Kareem, what was that story that you were gonna say? Yeah, well it's probably safe at this point given that um I'm guessing Mum stopped listening because she's my biggest fan. Um, <laughs> no, so uh I took my Warhammer up to university to try and play before I got back into it during Masters year. Um and it stayed above my cupboard the entire year. Uh, nice. but I showed it off to my one some of my housemates once. And uh I was on a night out and came back with a lass, as you do, lovely girl. Excellent. And um, when I came back, one of my housemates was like, oh yeah, don't um, don't go into your room, buddy. Like, she's my room. And I was like, and this housemate was the <laughs> loveliest guy, so I just trusted him. <laughs> so went up, used his room, legend. Um, nice. Came back to my room the next morning and someone had taken out all of my Chaos Space Marines and put them on the floor facing the door. Of like a <laughs> <laughs> door. So you couldn't step on the floor. And when I was like, what the, what the fuck? And he was like, oh yeah, dude, he's protecting your virginity. Your spacemen are protecting your virginity. Um, Almost which, again, extremely effectively. It's, it's such a good punchline. I was like, okay, yeah, fair play. <laughs> That is uh, amazing. Yeah, that's, that's the story. But yeah, like I said, now all my friends are. I've realised that Warhammer's cool. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, they want to be virgins too. Like yeah. they can join <laughs> yeah. that club. And in fact, actually, one of my friends um, has been. And this is so funny. He um, oh, Boris has just messaged me saying I'm playing his White Scars next week. Joy. <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh, he I, he said. Something like, why do Space Marines have so much more than everyone else? Is like, he's like, I'm not sure if my game's website is broken or something, but all I can see is Space Marines. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, it, it's literally just like that. And he was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm looking for the army that will be least fun for who I'm playing against. Like, I, I don't want to have fun. I just want to win. And I was like, well. <laughs> yeah, so I said, um, Har I said Harlequins. Because um, you wanted to fuck with him. <laughs> no, no, no. I said, look, I said, if you want a high, his guy high skills, because he's playing with some of the other lads I know. They're all getting into it new. Nice. I was like, well, if you want to fuck with them, Death Guard, Harlequins, Custodes, um, they're all good options. Or Eldar, because even though they're not in an incredible place right now, um, things like Jinx and Doom Always. are so tilting to play against as a new player mm. when you don't like realize what they can do. Like, I, I, I just buy. See this unit shining spears. Buy a bunch of them. Buy some yeah. wave serpents. <laughs> it's because like th those are such great foundations for an army. Like e even if stuff's overpriced as Eldar, it's like but they're doing twice as much as they should do because yeah. of Doom and Jinx. Like <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. sprinkle of executioner on the top. And <laughs> you're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there then, folks. Um, thanks very much for listening. Um, I've been the Sandman. Um, we've had. Webster. We've had Kareem. And we've had Reza. <laughs> okay, big dick rich. <laughs> uh, so, guys, where can, uh, let's just do quickly, where can, where can we find you guys at Instagram? 
at Reza Prime. At Cream of the Black Legion. Great pun. Thank you, War Hipster. <laughs> and at L War Guild. Uh, and mine is at um, Quipster Nerd on Instagram. And uh, <laughs> I'm the Sandman Hobby. So you can find uh, you can find Spud there. Um, thanks very thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.